Blog Talk Radio. His own life is as bizarre as his tale. His own life story is the story of an author of fantastic imagination, a brilliant editor and critic, a poet tender and cruel, an alcoholic gambler, I sit there, wonder why my shit, me and my conglomerates shall remain anonymous, caught up in the finest shit, get that type of media coverage Obama get, spit that Kurt Vonnegut, that blow your brain, Kurt Cobain, that Nirvana shit, who gon' bring the game back, who gon' spit that rainbow on the train tracks, that gold rope, that five finger rain rap, running with my same pack, you can find the Christ where the lepers and the lanes at, life is like a dice game, one roll can land you in jail or cut your kick, blowing kisses in the rice rain, Nice whip, nice chain, the closet of skulls The stench is like slave blood and Providence Hall Yeah, they built my city on top of a grave Nigga die, nigga get high and watch the parade Back in the early 90s, where they at, where they at Get the gag, get the gat was a popular phrase Bally animals and rugby's was a popular craze This the vivid memoirs of an obnoxious slave I paved ways like Nat and Harriet I blast on Judas Iscariot and fell off in the chariot uh, I'm sitting pretty, spitting flames, gripping ground Ain't a damn thing changed. How did you do it? My dear boy, do you ask a fish how it swims? Or a bird how it flies? Mm-hmm. No, sir, you don't. They do it because they were born to do it. Born to do it. What you are witnessing, dear friends, is the most enormous miracle of the machine age. Creation of a confectionary giant. They say Candyman, Candyman, spit me a dream. Blow a chunk of the levee out and spit me a stream. Knock a man house down and build a casino. A $2,000 government check from Fiend. I swam down Shit's Creek and came up clean. With a new lease on life like Andy Dufresne. It's the most poetical, Nat King Unforgettable. Clarence 13X and Lars Rhapsody from Bellevue. I'm splitting atoms, spitting flames, bringing change. Things will never be the same. I got the rap game singing that last like Etta James. Lames get they plane shot down like John McCain. It's a dream, it's a dream. The flow's elegant like Miss Coretta Scott King. A lot of kings sing deaf and turn queen. Crack they 24-inch rims in the ravine. Respect the architect, never test the Elohim. Good night, this is JLX Live from New Orleans. Rocking with the best. This is No Little Edge Radio, your host, Blue Pill, aka P Moore. Joined by my co host tonight, you know what I'm saying? The Red Pill Peace. Peace, God. What it do? Everything is good. We are back, you know what I'm saying, for another exclusive classical episode of No Little Edge Radio. This is getting more exciting by the day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I finally, you know. We we have this particular vehicle, which um, has been successful in becoming a portal for information. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been a part of many things that have been geared towards sharing information with people pretty much all of my life. You know what I'm saying? Tonight is one of those nights where it's a rare exception because we found a diamond in the rough. You know what I mean? And if not for this particular flat platform... I don't know how else I will be able to share this vital information with the family. No doubt. Definitely. So, you know, I'm very thankful 
that um you know we have this particular platform for which we can open up the airwaves and bring this most necessary information. Um, well, it's, it's natural progression, though. You know, we uh we we utilize any means that are available to us. You know what I mean? We did it with the lecture circuit. We did it with the DVDs. You know what I'm saying? We're doing it with YouTube. We're doing it with Facebook. And now we're doing it with uh, Blog Talk Radio. So whatever they, whatever platform that's being built, it's just your job to get on that platform and use it to the best of your ability to, you know, advance, advance civilization and drop these gems to help you. Yes. People. So, you know, I want to, I want to, um, just remind people we have a super duper explosive show tomorrow with the, the the master teacher Dr. Savy, you know what I'm saying, coming through to do what he does best, you know, and he has information that he has never shared with the world that he will be sharing exclusively with the family tomorrow. He has stories that he has never told told that he's gonna tell tomorrow. So it should definitely be, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, another eventful classical night on No Ledge Radio, but tonight yes. we're about to be blessed with some information that most of us have never been privy to. For those that, you know, are pretty much in tune with their spiritual selves and, you know, continue to tap into the ancestors, this is just a reminder, you know what I'm saying? For others, some have never heard this information and it is most necessary because when I heard it, it immediately started having this effect on my mental. So, you know, in in, in the spirit of love, I just wanted to come forth and share this information with the family. No doubt. Now, you know, everybody that we speak to is not necessarily a world-renowned lecturer or a world-renowned scientist or, you know, just figure per se, you know what I mean, in their own right. You know, some of us are not mindful of those that exist amongst us that are very special beings that still receive this particular level of information that others want to consider, quote-unquote, prophecy. You know what I mean? So we have to be very mindful that there are many people out there that are on a frequency that we just don't know of. And it's not that they're not doing the work. You know what I'm saying? We just don't know who they are or what they're doing. You know, we might see the effects or feel the effects, but not everybody steps forth to claim credit. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Just off the break, when I saw this brother's artwork on Facebook, and this this particular program is being sponsored by the Autonomous Nation of Arts and Sciences, and for the for the explicit purpose of what we're doing tonight, and that is finding new talents that need to be brought to the forefront of the collective consciousness of the community. Now, this individual's artwork immediately affected me when I saw it online, you know what I'm saying? And then um, getting a chance to, to politic with the brother, I really understood that um, because the, the his artwork is of an ancestral nature. He draws comedically inspired artwork. And when you see the nature of this artwork, you can only say, look, he has to be in deep, deep meditation or deep contact with the Netherus because this is not artwork that you would normally see being uh, depicted in the quote-unquote history books to speak of Kemet. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to reach deep down into the crevices of your spirit to bring forth this particular inspiration. But when I got to speaking to the brother, it was very clear that, you know what I'm saying, he is in commune with some very ancient, archaic spirits and ancestors, and the information that they're relaying through him at this particular time is information that's most necessary, especially for those that are into the studies and even for those that are not necessarily on a frequency and into the studies at this particular time. Information is information. It's a tool, and it can be used and utilized for all means and purposes, yeah, but especially for ascension. For everybody in the chat room, I just dropped the link, the Facebook link, that will take you right to his page with uh, some of his work and whatnot so you get an idea of what it is that we're talking yeah, about. If everybody's not on Facebook or his friends, they can't see it. Did you put it on the blog? Uh, not yet, but as soon as the show is over, I have it up. I'll just say this for the archives, that the brother, you can find him on Facebook. Well, I'll let him do that. When he comes on, he'll have the he'll be able to tell him what his Facebook page is because I don't want to, you know how they change the names and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with, with no further ado, I want to open the line and bring on our esteemed guest for the evening. This is Brother Ra Omar. Peace. Hotep, family. Hotep, Hakeem. Hotep. How y'all guys doing tonight, man? All is well. You know what I'm saying? I'm very excited. I've been sharing with the family the fact that we're about to bring forth, a, how will I say it, a new wave of information. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's and, new old. It's yeah, future classic. Uh, future classic. Uh, uh, ancient, archaic, futuristic information. And everything in between. You know what I mean? So, uh, we are trying to, first and foremost, introduce the audience to you. You might want to tell them briefly something about yourself to do your, your own introduction. Um, well, um... My my spirit name is um, Raoma Mehri Juhuti Pata, which basically breaks down to the wise leader of the sun, loved by Juhuti and Pata. And um, my vessel is 24 years old. I was um, reincarnated in um, Jamaica in um, 1986. I um, came to the United States in um, 1998, and I resided in New York since then. And um, I've been I've been um, drawing since I was probably three or four years old. And um, since I was young, I always had a connection to something that most people couldn't really understand. And um, I guess I had to just basically let 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 it take me where where I am today. Let it take me instead of letting the the environment mold me. I just let what I felt take me to what I know what I am today. And I realize most people let the environment actually take them where they are today. And right. I think I did the opposite of that. Okay. And where do you feel like that place that is taking you? Where have you arrived to? I'm a, I'm I've arrived back to remembering purpose the purpose of why we are here 
why you go through the things you go through, what the purpose of life. Um, because, because I realize I've taken another direction compared to most people, it allows me to sit back and look, be an audience or a spectator looking at the surroundings, looking at what's going on out there, and, being able, and be able to ask questions. And the questions I ask is what's basically connecting me to the ancestors. The questions eventually you get answers. And because you asked questions for so long, you thought you were giving yourself the answers. Eventually you realize it wasn't you answering yourself. It was something right. else. Okay, and then how does the, the whole aspect of being an artist play into this particular level of communication? Well, since um, since ancient times, um, if you if you study most of the cultures, what you see left behind is the art and the writing. And in ancient times, the artists were the priests. Right. The artists were considered, the artistic spirit was considered to be the ones that they would use to transmit messages or knowledge throughout time. Meaning, even when the empire is not around anymore, the only people that can leave something behind is the artists to prove we existed. So it speaks for the unspoken? Exactly. It speaks for who's not there no, any longer. And all you have to really do is look at it and try to remember. I always say that. You try, it, it, the artwork allows you to remember things. That's why we, we, we carve the figures of our great um, people in, during those times, because those figures were were the brightest in the, in the culture. And if you can focus on it, you actually can remember things from the past. And um, that's what the art... That's why the artist was so important in the past. They create time warps that can make you connect through time over thousands of years and try to remember things from the past because people always never forget. They think they live once. And it's through the artwork you can be able to connect back to past events, past occurrences, history, past lives, knowledge, the universe, and, and so forth. Indeed. Now, from your experiences, you know what I'm saying, because I definitely see through your artwork that you're connecting to a particular time, you know, quote-unquote, when we were kings and queens, you know what I'm saying, yeah. better known as, you know, the, uh, the the glorious days of Kemet. Yeah. What has this level of, you know, artistic endeavors pulled out about that particular time? Like, what do you... What do you remember most clearly about that time period? Well, what I understand is that every soul has, has its own story. Every soul has its high point during certain times, during this physical incarnation in different multiple lifetimes. So not everybody had their high point in Kemet. So Kemet is one of the brightest civilizations, but it depends on where the soul was at its high point. So while we were in the Golden Age, you had other empires scattered across the globe. Um, some people were in the forest terrain. Some people were in the desert terrain. Some people were in the mountain terrain during the Golden Age. So not every soul is going to say that, oh, yeah, I, can rem I, I have memories of being in the desert area when from past, from past memories or visions or dreams. 
Um, but for me, what I remember the most is going back to Kemet. Um, what I remember most is going back to the 18th dynasty. And um, I I have vivid memories. I see I have visions that come to me, especially the more deep I get into the trying to unlock the ancient knowledge, I realize you actually remember more. That's how I know it works. I realize the more you get into trying to unlock secrets that it seems difficult, it's really easy when you get into it. So um, I, I, um, I, I basically try to recapture memories that I've already that I already had in the past and that's what I try to put in my artwork. I try to try to pull people back to when times when people's people's minds were at a higher state of consciousness. Right. Because when you compare now to then, anything the ancestors thought of then is actually in a higher state of consciousness. Anything you see people do now is in a lower state of consciousness. So if you're comparing the two most of the things people do now is really on a lower vibration. Most of the things people do now is out of consciousness. So that's why nothing that's around these days really impressed me, because I know all of it is created out of consciousness. Mm. Nothing now is actually created in consciousness. So when you see people impressed with things that's out of consciousness, it shows where they are. I'm only drawn to things that are in consciousness, and that's why my work focused on particular a particular era in Kemet. Hmm. Okay. Now, that particular era is is one that you know what I'm saying the majority of people focus on when they talk about Kemet. Yes. You know, can you tell us something briefly about that particular era? But not only briefly about that era, as Ashra Kwesi uh, typified last time when he came on. He has to clear up a lot of misinformation about these particular errors. So, what is there that you might want to want to want to clear up about these particular errors that has been misrepresented? Well, what I really want to clear up is um, one of the nisuts that is most known during that time is um which the, um, the Greeks call Ram, Ramisu or Ramses II. This Nisut is basically the one that built the most monuments, left his name around the longest, more than all, more than all the, the, the Nisuts that ruled um, Kemet. And when you understand how he came into power, what his spirit knew, what his, what his purpose was, because when you found out that most of what have been unlocked about Kemet has been left behind by him. Like mm-hmm. when the the French first broke, so-called, quote-unquote, broke the code to the, the Medunetra, it was his titles they broke. So his, he, he, he accomplished what he was supposed to do. His name was the first to be unlocked. So when you have somebody, you have to understand that this was premeditated. Because they knew the time was going to come when we fall into darkness. So the trick is, who is going to be the first Nisut that will get us out of it, even though he's not around to get us out of it? Who's going to be the first Nisut that people are going to talk about to bring the people back 
into enlightenment. And Ramisu became that one. He lived for over age 90. Uh-huh. He's one of the, he lived for, he's one of the um he lived he's one of the longest lived um Nisuts we had and he got the most work accomplished. So we have to understand that the ancestors were aware that there was going to be times ahead that they were going to be ignored. So and they knew that there was going to be times ahead when things are going to be destroyed. So he ended up building more monuments because they knew that even though things are going to be destroyed, they can't destroy everything. Right. So if you're doing his time, you'll notice that a lot of stuff has been repeated, like the words are kept on being written over and over again. Because they knew even though people are going to come try to erase, erase the things, they won't get everything. So if he invested time into leaving clues behind for us actually today, because they don't build those monuments for themselves, as, as they might tell you, they actually build it for us now. Uh-huh. The the sacred, the words, the sacred geometry, the um, the history that's preserved. Because the, the vessel only lives for so long. So that you, you don't build things for yourself. You build things to help others in the future. So the purpose of life is to for the soul to perfect itself, according to the ancestors. And um, when you get drawn off that path of perfecting yourself, your soul, you get caught in a web which is basically focusing on the physical. When you focus on the physical, that's where everything gets lost. That's when you enter the dark ages. So if you look around you now, you realize most people are focused on the vessel which only lasts for such a few years, and they've been neglecting their souls. This neglection is where the kings come in because the kings remind you where they are and where you need to go also. Right. And that's why I, I I think he's one of the most important Nisud because he left more monuments around to remind us where we need to be headed. Okay. Now, often, you know, people, when they hear Kemet, you know what I'm saying, they're either thinking about Akhenaten or they're thinking about King, you know, Tutankhamun. Yes. You know what I mean? What information do you have about these particular uh, entities that existed in Kemet, you know, what 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 information do you have about these particular uh, individuals that oh, doesn't coincide a... with, you know, what the general information is? Okay, um, they always. We mean compared to what they tell you or people think they know. You mean correct. Well, um, let me get back to Hamisu. Um People always said he's the 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 evil pharaoh who enslaves people. Um, he had slaves build his monuments and for his his ego, for his glory. One thing I always tell people: Why would you let some outside people get glory for building your monuments? That doesn't make any sense. That's like the Chinese giving credit to the Great Wall being built by Arabs or something. Like, the the greatest money in China is built by foreigners, so it's not China's. Oh, so when, that, when you think about it like that now, why would a, why would a outside people get credit for the great civilization? 
Mm-hmm. And if people can't think about how how it makes more, if you think about it that way, it makes sense. Nobody can get the glory for something that's in your empire. Right. So you have to understand that the people, our people, are the ones who created all these monuments, not any slaves. So I don't even have to go any deeper. The question is basically, why would somebody else outside of your country get credit? Then when you go to where they supposedly come from, there's nothing there. <laughs> so they, they, you pulled the best out of them, and when they went back home, they just they lost it all, right? You you took you pulled the best out of them, and then afterwards, they just couldn't do anything for themselves. So these, these things are ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like you're going to give credit. As I said, the Great Wall of China is not built by Chinese, built by some slaves, Genghis Khan or something. It is it's ridiculous. So that's the most prevalent theory to Ramisu that they tried to actually get uh, get his own descendants, the people, the melanated people, to turn against him. And I know he's one of the people they mentioned in the Bible. And um, as I said, the his job was to Really, if you look at it, really, his job was when you when you become king, or when you become a nisut, it was actually a last life because right. you couldn't even become a nisut unless you've lived many lives. You couldn't become a nisut unless you've actually lived half of your life as a in a female vessel and another half in a male vessel you had to reach that 50-50 point to actually become a king. And um, uh, Can you explain reason... to people exactly what that process is? Because they might all be right. like, what, huh? All right, all right. Let me explain that now. The, the, the purpose of life, the purpose of life is for the perfection of the soul. Each soul is but a cell of the creator. Just think of the universe as a body, just symbolically, because that's how our ancestors spoke. They didn't speak, they spoke symbolically. Think of the universe as a body. And um, um, each area of the body, like you have the heart, the lungs, let's think of areas where the lungs is, there's a universe there. There's where, where the heart would be, there's a universe there. And each area of the universe has its own solar system. The purpose for your soul, your soul is a cell that's trying to find itself, where it's going to function and what organ. For the soul to know what it is, to become to become completed, it has to know what the purpose of itself is. The, pur- the purpose of finding it itself is, is manifested in the physical world, meaning a part of your soul falls into matter to learn about itself. Um, let me just describe the process. I'm going to summarize it real quick. The process that the ancestors described is kepre. Kepre means transformation, which is symbolically represented by the beetle. Um, mm-hmm. This process, if you study the beetle, you'll notice that the beetle rolls up cow dung and it lays its eggs in that um, dung. And it rolls it, it buries it at night, it, it brings it out in the morning when the sun rises again. And what, ha- what the miraculous thing happened is the, the ball symbolically represents the sun. Mm-hmm. And when the eggs hatch, you see all these baby scarabs burst out of the, the cow dung where there was nothing before. So what the ancestors compare this with is when a sun dies or when a star dies, a star actually gives birth to more stars after that. Right. 
So they compare the dung the dung beetle with a new star being born. So when you see the beetle representing transformation, it as I say, is more is is more deeper than than just what I'm saying now. But as I can quickly give an explanation for it, um, now those new souls that are born from that from that event can't just become a star like that. They can't just because they came from a star, they just become stars. So the trick is for for it to know what it is, for it to know its purpose, it has to learn about itself. Mm-hmm. The only way for those new suns or new stars to know about itself is for it to fall into matter. And this would that's the purpose of life. For two successive lifetimes, for the soul to finally know its purpose, to know what it is and get back to its other halves and finally complete and become a star. You don't just, it's not just that easy to become a star. All the stars you see in the sky, our ancestors over thousands, millions of years who completed their cycles and finally became stars. So the soul falls into matter, and then it takes around 25,920 years of lifetimes into matter and then afterwards, it does another 25,000 years in the spiritual realm as an ancestor. So you have to understand now that during this 25,000-year cycle, the soul has to incarnate in multiple bodies. Um, these, these, these bodies are um, distinctive because you have, certain, you have a certain development on the east side of the planet. You have a certain development on the west side of the planet. You have a certain development in the south and the north. And these are where you get the, the like the major um, cultures, the major differences. Mm-hmm. Like people who live in the mountains, they have bigger lungs because they, the air is thin. So the, the, the vessels or the bodies in those areas have larger lungs. So the soul has to experience what it's like to live in the mountains. Then you have bodies that live in the desert. So the soul has to experience what it is to live in the desert. You have um, the forest area. So the soul has to experience what it's like to live in the forest. So when you understand that the soul has to experience all the major aspects of life to really know what life is about. You can't just live one life in one area and the soul has got what it needs and that's it. And this is what people have been taught. They, th- they think they live once and they just need to live. They just know the concrete. They just know and that's all the soul has to, to gain. That's just one little experience. So as I said, the purpose of life is for the soul to know itself, to know its place, in the, basically to where it's going to head back towards what area the universe is going to finally ignite into a star. So I'm summarizing right. it now, but it's, as I said, it's deeper. I can't, I'm trying to do it because I know we don't have that much time to get into it deep, deep. But it's, um, it's really intricate for people to try to go within themselves because if you focus on the outside appearance it makes you focus more on on the vessel um as i said the vessel only lasts for so long for so much years and the way the ancestors um clocked how many lives you had is what they discovered is if you ever noticed the constellation if you had time to look at the constellation you would notice that the constellation shifts one degree every 72 years. Mm-hmm. So the ancestors said if the constellation shifts one degree every 72 years, it means that the soul 
which is in the vessel, which is in matter, ages one degree. So every 72 years while the soul is occupied in a vessel, it ages one degree. So mm. we understand that now, if it's one degree, what's a full circle? Full circle is 360 degrees. So, okay, so if it takes 72 years for one degree, how many, how much years does it take to get 360 degrees of completion, a circle? And that's how you get a number, 25,920 years. Mm. So it takes a soul 25,920 years to age a full circle in the physical matter. And that's, as I said, that's just a, simp a brief summary. I couldn't go as deep as I wanted to. And um, right. then the soul, according to the ancestors, then the soul, after it's finished its cycle in matter, then it enters into the spiritual realm, or what they call the duat, and do a next cycle of 25,920 years. Because all the knowledge you have acquired in the physical world, you don't just take it with you. You can't just, oh, I've learned all this and now I'm out. You have to help others. Right. It has to be balanced. You can't just take what you know. Like, what about an elder? If you had a village, the elder died. You think the elder just left with all that knowledge? Like, he, that's when they. That's why they had ancestor worship because you call on ancestors to help guide you. So you have mm. to do another cycle in the spiritual realm. After you do another twenty-five thousand nine twenty years in the spiritual realm as an ancestor, then you ascend to another level. So there's actually a hierarchy in the physical world. There's a hierarchy in the spiritual realm also. Not everybody who not everybody who passes on to the spiritual realm is going to stay there. If you lived your life ignorantly, you're most likely to fall back in another body. Because it would be a shame that the ancestors in the past, with all this knowledge, who were trying to ascend, they had to learn all this just to become what they became, and you living now don't know what they know, and you're going to get where they are. No. Nah. Exactly. So in order to get where they are, you have to catch up with what they knew, period. Mm. Now, I wanted to also, because you spoke about the soul having this particular purpose and knowing this purpose in order to ascend and activate certain things meaningfully and purposefully. Now, you you broke down to me the other day the actual undergirding and underlying meaning behind these words that we find ourselves saying every day so much. So in the spirit of, you know, what Ashra Kwesi did on the last show, in preference where we got raw from, Yes, yes. you know, I want you to also explain to people these words that we use every day, like hotep, guru, mm -hmm. okay. yes. Where do these words derive from? And could you show the brilliance of our ancestors on okay. how we derived our sciences? The trick the ancestors figured out is due to the cycles of time, things change. You have a spring in consciousness, a fall in consciousness, a winter, um, and another another spring and a spring again. So what they figured out is during those times, they figured out that the DNA changes. So meaning. Your soul stays the same, but the DNA that your soul, your, your the, the the DNA that your soul falls in is not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So they knew that the knowledge during the golden age could be lost because of that. So what they decided to do is to encode it in nature because nature is eternal. Right. A lion is always going to roar when the sun rises. So they decided 
the secret it is to hide, not really hide, is to encode the greatest secret that's ever told actually in nature itself because the language of nature never changes. The animals, the spirit of the animals will always do what it does. Right. It's always in divine order. So as Ashra Kwesi broke down, he was the first one I ever heard break down what I always told friends of mine. Um, the main one everybody uses a lot, which is Ra, and um, he broke it down beautifully. Um, in the morning when the sun would rise, um, the ancestors would notice over, this is pre-dynastic, you're going back to pre-dynastic. Most of this, most of finding out the source of these things, which is sorcery, when they say you go, you're a sorcerer, means you're going to the source of things, mm-hmm. um, is going back to pre-dynastic times. Right. Um, the ancestors over multiple generations, before they even decided to make Ra the sun, this took multiple generations before they even agreed to. So thousands of years had to go by before they even agreed. They would notice when the sun would rise around 6 o'clock, the first sound they would hear was lions just moaning all over the, all over the empire. You would just hear lions moaning and roaring and roaring and roaring. And they realized that the, the lion's roar, rising with the sun, the lion was like the, just like how you have, you have the chicken, they have the chicken that wakes people up these days. Yeah. Like, you know, the sound of the chicken in the morning. Rooster. In our culture, the rooster, yes. They realized that the lion woke along with the sun. As, as, as soon as the sun rose over the horizon, coincidentally, something triggered in the lion. It started roaring. Mm-hmm. So they realized if you really want to know when the sun is right over the horizon, all you got to do is listen to the lions. Right. As soon as the sun cracks over the horizon, or the aket, and the symbol for aket is two lions. Mm. So they notice when the sun rose over the horizon, the first thing you hear is roar. So the sound of the sun, what's the most powerful animal on land? It's the lion. The most powerful object in the air is the sun. So they compared the air, or what's in the sky, the sun, and the most powerful animal on land, which is the lion. Mm. And you get the word raw. And the word for lion itself, we never call it lion. We call the lion, the animal itself, by what it calls itself. Uh, what does a lion say? It roars, and that's what we call it, R-W, raw. That's what we call the lion. We never call it anything else than what nature told us to call it. Right. We didn't make up some word, and um, we're going to name it cat. We don't call cats cats. It's called me-you, because a cat makes it sound me-you, meow. Mm. So we call the cat meow. Wow. For example, um, what's another one I can get into? Heru now, the next one. Everybody speaks about Heru. Um, most people never explain the source of where this this term came from. Yeah. But as I said, the ancestors got their words from nature because nature's truth. The creator speaks through nature. The the interaction with matter or our bodies with nature is words of truth. So the next term is Heru. What the ancestors noticed that, as I said, around 6 o'clock, the lions will start roaring when the sun cracked over the horizon. Right. Now around, around, around um, 8 o'clock, they would notice that when the sun rose at a certain degree, falcons now would start flying and hovering in the, in the, in the view of the sun. 
they would notice that falcons would fly coincidentally when the sun is rising in circles. And um, over time, they finally realized that the falcon has some connection with the sun because the falcon rolls with the sun. So if you, if you want to rise with the sun, you have to become a falcon. Mm. If you want to become a sun, it seems like you have to be a falcon also. So what they, to take the words from nature, which is the medunetcha, the words of nature, they got the word heru from the falcon itself. If you ever have an opportunity, when you get close to a falcon, before it flies off, just like, you know, when you're in the city and you hear the pigeons, what sound do pigeons make when you hear them flying? Yeah, exactly, they make a hoot hoot sound. Well, a falcon makes the sound her, or you translate it to HR, her. It's because the air passes through its nose and makes its whistle that sounds like a her, her. So the sound her, which became heru, which is a U, add a U to it, it makes them plural, more than one. So it's HR. If you look at the mm. miniature, it would translate to HR. So the word her, which means um, um, chief or high one, the high one because the falcon is the only animal that can fly the highest or the closest to Ra. Out of all the birds in the sky, the falcon is the only bird that can go the closest to the sun. Right. So her or heru is anyone that's trying to get close to the sun. Mm. So since the king was trying to get close to Ra, he was the living Heru. He was the hero in our in our in our culture. Because his his he's attempting to become one with Ra. He's attempting to become close to the sun. So as right. I said, you get the term her from the animal itself. We didn't make up some term call it bird or falcon and the falcon told us what it is. That's why we, we listened to nature. We had our ears open, we had our eyes open. We had our smell. We had all our senses activated. And um, this is what we're missing today. Right. This is exactly what we're missing today. And unless you use your senses, you're, re you're not really using your, your body. Your, your body's a temple. And your temple is functioning on half fuel right now because you're really not using it to its full capacity. Yeah, speak about that in terms of the spirit descending into the temple especially at this particular time when people are talking about preparing for warfare and a spiritual warfare and things taking place on the astral realm, is it even, is, is it even, uh, does it negate all common sense to say that you can't fight with a, with a, with a, with a toxic temple? All right. Um, what I would say to that is getting back to, you said people want to, uh, I, would, I, would, I think I prefer to go into how how this whole thing even came up, like why people, why are things happening the way it is now, why the people that are ruling, matter of fact, are ruling now. Um, and as I said, everything that we spoke of, all the tales, all the myths, are encoded with nature itself. As I said, our ancestors figured out the best language to encode the secrets in is within nature itself. So when you study the ancient scriptures, when you study all the ancient stories, as a matter of fact, it's encoded with, story, with nature, and nature is forever, because the ancestors knew that these stories will never change. Right. They realized that nature goes in cycles. As I said, you have fall, winter, spring, summer. And they knew that that's, a, that's the way nature works. So what I would say is you have to go back to 
before you have to go back to right before the Greeks the Greeks entered into Kemet. You have to really go back to before Alexander came into Kemet. That's real that's really where that started. This really started when the priest let him in. And people are like, why would the priest let this guy in, this Greek? This Greek conquered Macedonia, conquered India, the Persians. And now we never fought. Like we won all these wars and all of a sudden we're going to let some Greek in. But we understand that the ancestors knew it was actually meant to happen because they were aware of the times we were entering. They knew the golden age was on its way out and we are on the verge of the dark age. They knew when the dark age comes into, 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 into the, when we come into the cycle of the dark age, they knew that this is when the usurpers come into view. You, people want to overthrow your rule. And when you understand what the usurpers is symbolic of the, the nature set, set is the one who wants to overthrow people. So the ancestors knew that the spirit of set was on its way. And the spirit of the overthrower came in the form of the Greeks. They were the first ones. Um, the Greeks, Alexander came in, as I said, they knew he was on his way. And when you understand, this is why most of the priests were preparing for them, actually. They, they knew 300, 400 years before it even happened that it was going to come. They didn't know his name. They didn't know the person's name. But they know the spirit or the nature of Set was going to come into the land and basically begin the process of chaos or the dark ages. Because our light age is a dark age for Set. Our, mm -hmm. our Set's Set's dark age is our wait. When we Set's light age is our dark age. So when Set gets his rule, we are in our dark ages. When we have our rule, that Set's in his dark age. I don't know right. if you understand what I'm trying to say. It's, it's Absolutely. Like a, yeah. So like now we we are in. Yes, we are in the time of Set. And when you understand that everything that you see occurring is in accordance with what the ancestors said, what the ancestors said Set would do. Everything you see occurring, everything you see going on in the last two and a half thousand years is, is exactly what set is supposed to do. And when people when you understand that, you realize that just like when we when we had our golden age, set can take over. When we were ruling, when we were building these monuments, when we were when the, when our king when our people were trying to perfect their souls to to basically ascend, that was our golden age. Set can come infiltrate us at that time. So it's the same thing now. When set in, in when set is ruling, it's the same thing. How we we can't do what we think we need to do. Just like when we were ruling, he couldn't do what he. Just like when we were was ruling, he couldn't take over for say. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Mm -hmm. So, as I said, it started with Alexander. The priests actually let him into Kemet, but they knew what they knew is that. He was basically going to be the first stage of the Dark Ages. The Dark Age really, the clock, like you start clocking it based on when he came into Kemet. So after Alexander came, and every, I think I already know, everybody most likely know the stories, he, he passed on. He was sacrificed, as a matter of fact, because what they figured out is just like Osa was sacrificed at a young age, you got to start sacrificing the young ones so they can become great. They've got that from us. So when you see a lot of these people like Julius Caesar being sacrificed, and all of a sudden we talk about them 
like every day. We bring them up all the time. Because the mm. people that they realize if you sacrifice people young, they become great. Mm. And this is what they got. They got it from Osa. Osa died. Exactly. So he was actually sacrificed by his own people. That's what they never tell you. Because they wanted him to, because he was the first conqueror of Kemet, and they wanted his name to last forever. You always got to sacrifice the great ones younger. So he was mm. actually sacrificed by his own people. And they create myths about how he was this poisoned and it's all it's all bullcrap. It's a ritual. It's rituals that they they've been doing for thousands of years with, and they do it to this day. Hence Michael Jackson. This ritual has been going on for so long. As I said, it's derived from the god Osa being sacrificed by his brother Set, and Osa lives on forever through his son. So they sacrifice their hero. And he lived on to Ptolemy. Ptolemy became the rulers of Kemet for 300 years. Mm-hmm. So symbolically, to, to Ptolemy was their Heru who inherited the throne after the father died. Ptolemy, as I said, Ptolemy ruled Kemet. When Ptolemy came into Kemet, basically the Greeks were trying to get our people to accept them. But we knew that they were, they were not, they're not divine rulers. We knew that they came in the spirit of set, but at the same time, we know it was meant to happen. So it wasn't it wasn't any sense to try to fight it. They knew the dark ages are here. We have been we have been ruled by the dark people because in ancient times, if you didn't have any if you didn't have any melanin or light, you were considered dark. You had no light within you because melanin is light. Melanin absorbs light. Melanin captures all the the, the radiance of light. So if you have none of that, you're you're considered dark. You have no light within you. You have no consciousness within you. So when you have people ruling that are dark, that's basically telling you where we are. We are in the dark ages. So when the Ptolemies ruled, they they added more scripts to the to the writing because they couldn't understand some of our writing. They outlawed astrology because they, according to them, it was too complicated. So they outlawed studying the stars. So they took, even though they took some aspect of the stars, but it was too complicated for their mind to understand because they don't understand that we did this over thousands of years, multiple generations. You can't just come in and just get it like that. Right. So he outlawed it. And when you understand that by the time Kemet ended with, um, with his offspring, Cleopatra, then you have the Romans come in through um, Chaos Marius which renamed himself Jehuti Osa. His real name is actually Chaos Marius. He turned it into Jehuti Osa and turned that into Julius Caesar. Mm. So who's Jehuti? Jehuti is the ibis bird, the nature nature of wisdom. So Julius Caesar, he, he turned his name into Julius Caesar based on he wanted to be associated with wisdom, Jehuti. And what's Jehuti's symbol? Jehuti symbol is a crescent moon. What is the crescent moon symbolically of? The letter C. So he took off the letter Jehuti and turned it into a C and put it in front of a saw, and that's where you get the term Caesar from. Oh. So he has the wisdom of a saw. That's what Julius Caesar, Caesar basically means. So you have to understand, they're using odd terms on themselves. And most people don't realize that the reason they're using it is because it actually works. Because it just derived from nature. Huh? 
No, I said exactly. You know, these, people. Are, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, these these terms work, and they want to attach that energy to themselves. So he's a Caesar, and this is where you get the word Tsar and Syria and Osiris. All these words have power behind them, and they want to associate themselves with words of power. But at the same time, they want to keep the public ignorant of these words because they want to keep the power of the words to themselves. Absolutely. So Julius Caesar, or Jehuti Osar, I call him, um, what did he do? He came into Kemet. Um, he, he, he basically, they started looting a lot of the knowledge after the Romans came in. Mm -hmm. And it was actually allowed, they actually allowed it because the plan was they're going to transfer this power of Kemet into Rome now. So basically, he didn't come to Rukam. He really came to take what we had and bring it back home. And what did they do to him? They did the same ritual on him. Since he was the next conqueror of Kemet for Rome, they killed him too. The same ritual they did to Alexander to make him live on forever. They did the same thing to their own man, Julius, Julius Caesar. Now he's talked about forever as a con Roman conqueror of Kemet. So when you understand that as I said, this, that ritual is derived from our ritual, which Osa was um, murdered by Seth. Seth, usurp, Seth was a usurper of Osa's throne. So, um, let me, I always, as I said, I, it's like I have so much in my mind, I guess you have to just tell me what you want me to get into. Well, yeah, we were talking about um, the, the aspects of the dawning of the quote-unquote dark ages okay, yeah, set okay. and how set came about. And, you know, you were summing up the whole aspect of in the age of set, you know, Haru is not going to bandage set, so to speak, and also the importance of Haru's preparation for his battle with set. Okay, yes, yes, So, yes, yes, you know, yes. I've always explained to people the aspects of moder modernizing these ancient quote-unquote stories, just like the quote-unquote Bible if you can't, if you're locked into that mythos, but you can't make it appear or, or explain it mm -hmm. at, for the common day, the reality that we're looking at now, then you're wasting your time. See, a lot of people ask, well, what's the sense of studying Kemet? You know, that was 3,000 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's a that's a, a desert in the sand. Uh, that's a, 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 what you call it, a cemetery in the sand. Look what you, you just said. Look that? what you just said. Look what you just said. Exactly. What is set? Set is the the nature of the desert. So when set takes over, that means the desert took over your land. So when you say Kemet is in sands now, that proves that set is ruling right now because that's what set represents. Set the what color is the desert? The desert sand is red. So this is where you get the color red from for set. He's associated with red. Usa is associated with green because Usa symbolizes growth, growth in vegetation. Set is a desert that stops that growth from happening. And what else does a desert symbolize? A devil, when, when someone is in the desert, they're lost. So when we're in a reign of set, people are going to be lost. So the, as I said, the ancestors encoded what's to come in nature. So when set takes over, you're lo the people are going to literally be lost in the desert. And this is where you see the people today. They're actually lost. They're all over the place. They don't know where to go. When 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 Osar ruled or when Heru ruled in the Golden Ages, 
our focus was to perfect the soul within. When Seth takes over and reign, his perfection is to perfect without himself. He has nothing on the inside of him, so all he can do is perfect outside of him, which is the materialism. Master, so, uh, are we talking technology? Like, can you run through that breakdown? Okay. So, so our, as I said, our, our perfection is to perfect the soul. Seth's perfection is to perfect life outside of itself. Perfecting life outside of itself is what's going to lead you to artificial intelligence. So when you see what's right. going on today with somebody trying to create something outside of themselves to do work for them, that's the symptoms of what the ancestors told you that set the job. His attempt is to perfect creating life outside of himself because he has nothing inside of him to perfect. Mm. So the, ta- the the story I'm trying to I'm just trying to. As I said, I'm trying to summarize it in a small format so people can just get the gist of it. Um, right. Yeah, rem- as I said, you can just remind me. So, like, remind me what you want me to get into specifically because I know we broke this down over a couple hours on the phone. So, well, more part you want me to get into deeply? I just want you to go in. You know what I'm saying? Allow it, whatever the spirit is taking you. Just go there in terms of making it plain for the people. You're doing a very good job in that particular arena, uh, you know, I don't want to, quote-unquote, direct you, you know what I'm saying, about exactly where you you should be taking it. Okay. All right, let me me just, uh, let me finish where we are today. As we can see today. Yeah, because, you know, you, just not to cut your wisdom, but how you was explaining the whole aspects of, these the technology, the video games consoles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, the entrainment that's going on in terms of that. Okay, all right. Let me let me just let me just explain what the spirit of set. Everything, every as I said, everything that set's supposed to do is actually happening right now. Everything that you see going on, the, the set. What does set do? Set deceive Osa. So Osa was set up by set. So you get the huh. term set up. From set himself because he set up Osan, put him in a coffin. That people know that story. So a lot of set up is going to be happening while he's ruling. So you're going to have a lot of herus being set up. Uh. So when you understand that, when you see all your herus being disappeared or being set up, now you know who's who's in charge of that set. Immediately it comes. Michael Vick comes to my mind. Number number seven on the Falcons, Mikhail mm-hmm. Vick. You know what I'm saying? Becoming mm-hmm. the victim and getting set up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Just think about all the so-called heroes people looked up to. All the person that's supposed to be the best in society. The most recent person that's been set up is Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Every everybody never noticed that all the top people always get set up somehow. All of them. One second you're on top of the world, the next second something happens. You go back to, you go back to, to Mike Tyson. You go back to. Uh, Michael Jackson, you go back to um, Tupac, um, and he's like, you can, what do all these guys have in common? Tiger Woods, there always seem to be some woman involved in this. Mike Tyson, some woman claimed she was raped by him. Then that, after that, they demoralized him. He was basically mm-hmm. done after that. You have Tiger Woods now. Some woman did something to. He's he's a he's a sex addict now. You had Tupac. Tupac supposedly touched some woman. And you're like, 
why why all the grades somehow always have some some downfall with some woman? <laughs> Something Are you saying some, this set is working through the ladies. You have to understand, during the golden age, the women the women had had more power in the golden age. The women were considered very valuable. The women, if you look on all the ancient temples, the woman was always behind the men, giving them power. Actually, she's holding up her hands, actually, like she's fueling him. She's giving right. him energy to to fulfill his purpose, and that's the golden age. So in the in the dark ages, what do you think they're going to do? Mm. If in the golden age, when everybody was conscious, the women are giving you power to get your per, get the purpose fulfilled, in the dark ages, it would be the opposite of that. Right. So Set makes sure he uses the women to get his to get his jobs done. His agenda. Khalid Muhammad, a woman was he was set up by a woman also. And this is one of the simplest for me. When you figure out how the ancestors encoded the stories and you realize it's actually playing out right now. Mm-hmm. All the greats somehow have been set up. Going back to Jack Johnson, he supposedly died in a car accident and all this stuff. Going back to Sam Cooke. Oh, who he was killed by some woman, right? Uh, I'm not too familiar why. Why? Um, going back to Hendrix, a woman. He was with a woman when he died. Mm. You start. Stay, people just got to start connecting the dots and seeing there's a pattern here. And when you study the god Set now, when you study Set, Osar had his sister Aset. Set had his other half Nephet. After Set symbolically murdered Osa, Nephet left him. So he's by himself. He no longer had a balance. So this is what it said. Set became the god of lust because he had no balance towards himself anymore. He became right. dominant on lust now. Because if you had a balance, that will, equal, that will help you get rid of that. But when you have no balance, you only focus on pleasing yourself. Right. So when you, when you resonate with the spirit of Set, you're more absorbed into yourself. You're more absorbed into things that look like you. And this is where the ancestors said that the spirit of set is going to lead you to wanting to focus on yourself. When they said focus on yourself, meaning instead of focus on your opposite, what's the opposite of a man, a female? Right. So when set has no opposite, what is he going to focus on? Nothing but himself, something that looks like him. Right. So when you have to open... Exactly. When you have the imbalance now, doing sets reign with people going against the same people trying to find somebody that looks just like them as their balance. Instead of going for the opposite, which is the divine balance, the male-female, they're going for something that looks like them. So the ancestors encoded the story that set has no balance. So when you're in the time of set, just, re- just realize that when you see this type of action happening, you know who's ruling. When you see this type about of action, rampant homosexuality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you talking, see this type, huh? We're talking about all set and Suzette together. <laughs> exactly. Our saw is running around acting like all set. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So as I said, everything is encoded. When you when you start studying these stories and unlocking how they've been telling you what to expect, what's to come. Now, what I would want to get into now is the people that, the the most recent, the most, um, what I want to get into is the Moors. Because before mm-hmm. the Dark Ages began, the people that called themselves the Moors, 
Most people no most people say Moors, but they don't go into the symbol of why they're called Moors. Um, as I broke down to you earlier, if you look under the temple walls, the more the word for Moor is an owl and a mouth, a red mouth with red lips. Okay. So it's mer, and that's the word for pyramid or pyramidos. The word mur means pyramid. So the symbol for mur is the owl. Why would the ancestors choose the owl for the letter M? Because the owl is considered wise. Mm-hmm. The owl is said to be a keeper of secrets. A owl is said to see in the dark. A owl is said to be able to see at 360 degrees, meaning an owl can see all over the place. The owl can see in all directions or be in all directions. So what the ancestors knew is, since we were entering into the dark age of Set, the ones who they want to preserve the secrets, the ones who they want to preserve the light while we're in darkness, are the people who took the symbol of the owl, which we call the Moors today, the MRs, because you take out the vowels in the ancient language. So the Moors are the ones who kept the light while we were in darkness. The Moors are the ones who could see while we were in darkness. And the Moors are people who try to hold on to the light long enough until Seth's reign was over. And this, this light was basically the Moors really fell in after 1492. And this is where Set got hold of the last bit of knowledge to speed up its, his development. When you realize how, how much things have happened since the Moors fell, the development, how quick, how quick um, the spirit of Set has been able to develop its so-called technology, its so-called um, advancement, it's so-called um, conquering all these nations ever since then because they really took this last batch of light from the Moors themselves and used it to actually, and the crazy thing is, their advancement is actually going to speed them to a quick demise because when you study Set, Set is one that lives lives fast and die young type of energy. Right. We develop over thousands of years and and they Look how quick look how quick set burns through things. Look how quick they get sick of one thing that they gotta move on to something else. In le- in less than a, a year they need something new every you need a new fix. We stayed with the same tradition, the same concept for thousands of years. And set gets hold of it. Set cannot do that. Set has to keep on moving on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. And we understand that concept. That concept is like burning through burning through fuel at a fast rate. Eventually, the fuel is going to run out. And um, getting back to the the um, technology that we see today. Right. Everything that you see set invents is actually a de-invention. When you see the television, when you see the 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 um the computer, when you see the the car, when you see the atomic bomb, when you see the guns, the bullets. When you, when you understand the concept is that everything that set invents is actually a de-invention. Nothing that set invents is going to lead you or propel you to a better form of life. It always has a side effect at the end of the day. The side effect is not felt at the moment, but it always is supposed to have a side effect. If it doesn't have a side effect, it can't be set. If it is set, it's going to have a side effect. Right. So when you realize that the advancement, what we can compare it to now, what's the most recent thing I can say? Uh, these these social networks, 
people don't understand that the social network's actually not bringing people together, but it's actually putting people more apart. And it's tricky if you you, you got to wrap your mind around it to realize that it's actually not doing what they claim it's supposed to do. It's actually doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do. And that's the nature of Seth. When you understand Seth, what he tells you is actually the opposite. Explain. When he says he loves you, you should know he say that means he hates you. When he says he hates you, you should know that means he loves you. When he says this is good for you, you should know that means it's bad for you. So if you want to read Set, anything he tells you, if he says he's going to do this, let's know it means no. If he says he's not going to do it, let's know he's going to do it. So, so what, basically a lot of double talk. Exactly. But that's okay. just how the spirit of Set works. Yep. Set told Osar to get in the coffin, and what, is, what did he do? So that's an example of double talk. And when you see these things going on in the modern world, you have to just put it together, one plus one equals two, and you will be able to figure figure out where things are going. It's easy to actually predict where things are going. Once you study the nature of set, you can know where things are going and what you can do for yourself. And that's what I always try to encourage people. You, the, the, figure out what's going on. You always hear stories about the Moors, slavery, and... They do this, they did this, they're doing this, they're going to do this. That's not that's not the point. The point is to find out what you're going to do, where you are trying to head to, where you're trying to go. Right. Are you are you working on perfecting your soul or are you worried about the vessel? Seth's job is to keep you focused on the vessel. The more you focus on what he's going to do is you're only worrying about the vessel. That's the only reason you're focusing on what he's going to do. His job is to have you worry about your vessel, what he's going to do next week, what he's going to do um, next year. And you only focus on the vessel because you're worried about what he's going to do for the physical world when you're really supposed to focus on internally. So you're being deceived by him to focus on the exterior when you need to focus on the interior, perfecting your soul. Right. Now, um, I want you to, we want to get back into the spirit of the code and the metaneta. You gave me a very, very interesting interpretation of what, one of the most used and overused words that we use in the community is right now, hotep. Yes. Can you explain what hotep means? Okay. As I said, I, you always got to break it back down to the source. If you, It goes back to pre-dynastic. Okay, the term hotep means um, translates to peace or an offering. Um, the term hotep goes back to when the Nisut would receive offerings from the people he have conquered, the people that that are coming to learn from him also. So it's mm-hmm. not just like he conquered to take over. These people are willing to want to learn things from 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 the Nisut or learn things from this empire. So they would bring offerings of peace to the um to the Nisut. Right. So as I said so when our ancestors, when we try to solidify a word of bringing an offering, the ancestors didn't just make up a term. The ancestors tried to use the sounds and vibrations associated with an offering. So over time, what they what they realized was when people in ancient times, the people would line up, the people would line up to bring an offering to 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 show the king their 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 they they want to accept peace peace offerings. They would bring their offerings in, in jars and in baskets and they would line it up in front of the king. And when you understand that 
when you bring an offering, the sound, there's a sound it actually makes when you put it down. When you offer somebody something and put it on the floor, put it on the table, it makes a sound. And if you do that right now, if you put a cup on the table, you hear a certain sound. You hear a vibration. So the ancestors figured out the vibration of peace is the sound of you putting down an offering on the table. Mm. So if you put a cup on the table now, you hear a sound go, tetep, tetep. So the Any sound, family, tetep. Hold on, I, want, I want the family listening to actually do this while we're talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Don't just listen to what we're saying. Actually do it. If you have an object, a cup, put it on the table. And you hear the sound like a tetep. So the sound hotep is derived from an offering being placed in exchange for peace. So this is why I say your mind has to be really deep to understand that every word we spoke was truth. We didn't make up a word. Every The words of the Medinetra is truth. It's, the, it's said to be the word of nature, the word of creator. So the sound of peace or sound of somebody bringing peace is putting down an offering. And that's the sound you hear. And another one I broke down to you, Amun, right? I think I broke that down to you, right? Yeah. Amun? Okay, Amun. Amun means hidden. Amun means the hidden um, the hidden force, the hidden creator. Um, but people have to understand now, as I said, you can say the words or say the, the say um use the words but if you don't know the source of it it's like you're using a half a word because the ancestors use these spells they call them spells actually they use these spells fully knowing activated left and right brain what they were saying when they said it so when you say it you're actually using half of it the spell is not fully activated till you actually know the origin of it right so the term Amun when you look at the Medunetra for Amun you will see that it's composed of a reed, which is a leaf, a senate board. There's a, the game that they call chess today, which mm-hmm. is the opposition of two sides. In chemistry, it was called senate. That's where you get the term senators from, one side going against the other. Right. It comes from the senate game we played in chemistry. If you go to Tutankhamun, you can see his senate. Go online and look up his senate chess board. So it was made up of the senate board. So the ancestors was trying to find a way, when can we, when do you hear this sound, Amun? When, where in nature, where is the sound naturally heard? So what they figured out is the term Amun occurs a lot when somebody's thinking. If people think, if you stop to think about something, if you're playing a chess game and you're sitting there thinking, you make the sound, hmm. Right. So they realized that to, to to encode the word Amun, to, to to spell it out because it's true, you have to. They associated the term M with the Senate board because every time somebody's playing chess, they're thinking, and when you think, you make that sound. So that's why if you look at the Medunetra, you see the term M with the N, Amun. You stress the N. So the term Amun, comprised of the Senate board, the letter N. And the reed, which is the eh, ah, is 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 what com- composed the word amun. But you have to see the genius and how they 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 put it in an object that they know. No matter how many thousands of years go by, if you play chess, you're going to sit there and go, hmm. Right. 
that's a genius people have to understand. They know even when the dark ages come, you're still going to go, hmm. Hmm. So for you to crack the code of the Medinetra, you have to you have to ask yourself why they use a Senate board, why they use a chessboard. So basically, now you have the chessboard is associated with um, and when you when you realize that today in Freemasonry, you have this person they call Solamun, and when you go to these temples, they have a chessboard on the floor. Yeah. Now you know why they use a chessboard in Sol Amun or Amun's temple. Because the chess piece or the game of life is associated with Amun, the creator. So this where Mason rejected from? Exactly. It came from the Senate, the pattern on the Senate board. All right. Now the duality. I think this is a good time to segment into it, being that we're talking about Mason. Now, when one does his research into these secret societies, and uh, especially Alistair Crowley mm-hmm. and the and the, the Asians that began to get power after the excavation of Kemet mm-hmm. in the 1800s, you realize when you go into these orders that these orders are orders that basically worship set, mm-hmm. the energy of set. Many of the blood rituals and bloodletting rituals that they're doing around the world that they've done is to the entity call set. Mm-hmm. And when you do the research, you also see that a lot of the homosexuality and a lot mm-hmm. of the sodomy that they pertained in pertain to set and the Typhonian energy that they were tapping into, the same way that one would lay down with his uh, mate, his opposite, and tap into the higher realms exactly. of consciousness through sex magic, they tap into the anus, they tap into anal sex and whatnot to tap into the set energy. And they mm-hmm. all, they were notorious for having children, innocent children, to enact that uh, energy and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then when I research, it goes back into describing set as being the first homosexual. Of course. So to you is, can you please elaborate on the knowledge that you have? Because I obtained this in my research but I'm sure that you can um, add on to that. So can you please add on the knowledge to that? As I said, um, the ancestors outlaid um, everything has a divine balance. Every element, every everything has up, down, left, right, yin, yang. And um, without that balance, it leads you to fall into another category, which is chaos or isfit. So... As I said, within the story or the symbolism of the Osa and Aset and Nefhet and Set, they were all balanced at that time. But after of after Set symbolically murdered Osa, his other half left him. So basically, once his imbalance or his opposite leaves him, he's out of balance. The only way he can go back into order with natural divine law is to get his balance back. But it but it was said that Nethet left left um left um set and regrouped with Osa. Aset gave birth to Herutu Osa and Nethet gave birth to Empu to Osa or Anubis to to Osa. As a matter of fact, let me break that down another one. Empu 
since since I just brought that, I wanted to bring up that metanetra, where that came from. Because so, I'm trying to get people used to getting to the source. That's why I'm mainly here. I want people to get back to figuring out that everything that our ancestors said are true because it, it's, it's the words of truth. And Pooh, where did the ancestors get? Why would they call the dog-headed god and Pooh? Or and the Greeks called Anubis. Why would they, why would they create that term impu, impu? It's basically because that's what a dog calls itself. You ever notice when a dog whines, what sound does it make? Every whimpering. Exactly. Right. The sound is what you get the term. Is impu, a whining dog. So the exact the point is. Everything we spoke of came from nature, the words of truth. Everything that we spoke of was in divine nature, with divine law. We didn't make things up. So the term ampu, why we choose a dog? Because a dog buries bones, so the dog is associated with burying. A, dog's lead, a dog leads you back home, so the dog is associated with leading you back to your other half. So we chose, these dogs, we chose the dog or the jackal com- combined with a dog for those symbolic reasons. Um... So getting back to Set now, after Set lost his balance, everything he does is out of balance. Everything, the spirit, remember Set is a spirit that embodies people. Everything Set does is out of, out of, out of, out of order with nature. So anything that Heru would do, Set will do the opposite. If Heru, if Heru builds something, Set is the one to destroy it. Mm-hmm. If, um... If um, Heru, if Heru is, um, I'm trying to give an example. If Heru um, is trying to rise, Set is a force that's going to try to keep him down. But the crazy thing is Set is actually needed. Heru wouldn't know his purpose without Set being there. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to understand now, Set is not supposed to be destroyed. Set is actually a part of nature. Set is, a, is basically, you compare Set to winter. Winter, you stay in hibernation, you stay in more. It's cold outside. You want to stay in more. When you when you stay in during the winter time, when during the winter cycle, you stay. You focus on inwardness. So when we're in the dark ages, which is the winter time, you're supposed to be focused on inwardness. But what set does? Set creates outside disturbances that keep you focused on outside. So the dark ages are really for you, or the winter ages for for you to focus on the internal aspects of yourself. But the more set distracts you with outside things, materialism, as I said, set makes you focus on the materialism, the body. And another example of the body can be seen if you study our art, if you study how the ancestors did art for thousands of years. We depicted the body in its natural state. When you look at the artwork that set this um, set produced, he focused more on the masculinity, the six pack. If you look at Greek art, you see them focusing on the muscles perfecting the bodybuilding. If you look at all their, their gods, their so-called gods, it always has like these strong veins everywhere because that's all Set does. Set tries to perfect his vessel. That's all Set is focused on, the vessel. It has no soul to focus on. So it's focused on perfecting the vessel. It wants to change the vessel into something more desirable because it only lives once. Cre- beings that live once don't focus on trying to manipulate their vessels. Because you know you're going to have another one. But since Set can't have another vessel, he has to focus on trying to make this vessel look better than what it, what it think it needs to be. So when you see people out there now, breast implants and 
trying to upgrade themselves. That's just a symptom of not being able to know that this is not the only vessel you're ever going to occupy. And as I said, this is all told for people to, for people to break down in the code so they can understand the times they're in. And that's what I've been able to understand. When you understand where you are, you can see where you need to go. If you really don't understand where you are, you can't really can't know where you're supposed to go. You're going to be stuck right. in a circle. You're going to be stuck repeating the same thing over and over for years to come. And right. The conversation is taking place right now in the chat room, and I'm trying to explain to people that we're having this particular discourse so we not be caught up in the remedies. You know, a lot of people are uneasy and upset because they see the spike in homosexuality or they see, you know what I'm saying, set making his moves. Yeah. And if we understand that we are coming to the end of the age of set at the exactly. end of the dark ages, what we're talking about and what we're doing is for the future future. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? What you can do right now is only what you can do with yourself. You mm -hmm. are not going to stop, stop the tide of homosexuality. There's not going to be some miracle drug that's going to come up, some miracle concoction. You feel me? And we sprinkle the stardust on people, and they turn back to, quote, unquote, what is normal. If you can't overstand the times that you're in, then you're going to go crazy trying to turn back the hands of times that can't be turned. And the crazy thing is, Set, when he's, when his fall comes, is actually predictable, as I said. When Set reaches his, his purpose, his purpose is to complete life outside of itself. Meaning, when you see them Set obsessed with creating artificial intelligence outside of itself, what you have to understand is after Set has fulfilled that purpose, that's when, his, that's when the downfall for him begins. When it no longer has anything, anything to do, when the artificial intelligence is going to come, there's no stopping what the plan is, the robotization of human beings or robots themselves. When you see these things occur, after that occur, that's the zenith. After the zenith of set, that's the downfall begins, right after that. After you see the debut. And when the ancestors, as I said, the ancestors can predict these things. When you study the cycles of nature, as I said, the ancestors know spring, summer, winter, fall is going to come. So they knew after set, reaches its zenith because it burns out so fast. That's a crazy thing. It comes so quick and it leaves so quick. It burns out so fast you can actually predict, predict when it's going to happen. So when you understand it, everything is actually going according to divine plan. That's the point I'm trying to make to people. Everything is actually going according to a divine plan that you can change. You just have to understand where you are and where you want to go. Are you trying to come back in a better time? Are you trying to become an ancestor so you don't have to come back? Or are you going to come right back due to your ignorance? And as I told you before, most of the people you see starving in Africa are souls that never did what they were supposed to do and they couldn't advance. Their hearts were too heavy to advance. So they oh. fell right into a new vessel. The vessel you fall in is not going to be as good as the one you were in before, meaning if you were in another place, you had more opportunity to do things, you had, a, you had technology, you had books around you, and you ignored that all your life, the next vessel you fall in is not going to have none of that around you anymore. Mm. So I always tell people, when you see people starving in Africa, you have to understand, those, these are souls that fell right into a new vessel, worse off than they were before. 
the, the ignorance, the, the ignorance is what's co- what's caused this, and that's what set does. Set causes causes you to to be in ignorance because the longer you stay ignorant, the lo- the longer he can he can enslave you. Because the more you come back, the more the more ignorant you are, the more you fall into new vessels. And as long as Seth can keep that up, can keep that game up, the longer he feeds off you, because he feeds off ignorance. Right. So these coming cataclysms where you're gonna have millions of souls trying to reincarnate, you know, what should we prepare the people with? Like I said, we're archiving this show for the future. Those that are on the line right now and are interacting and hearing what we're saying. This is all, you know, this is all good. But this is for the future. So when they see this happening, when they see the mass cataclysms that are going to take place, you know what I'm saying, what should they do to ground themselves? But based on what I understand is, as I said, what set has been causing our people to do, especially the ignorant ones, is to ignore the ancestors. The ancestors are actually trying to get through to the people. But the people have been trained to ignore it. And a matter of fact, an example of this, a matter of fact, is if you ever notice, people always claim that somebody, they always hear some voice trying to turn them away from their Jesus so they they think they're possessed. You heard these stories, right? Mm-hmm. That they're possessed and they need to get the exorcism because there's, there's some evil spirit trying to tell them that to go away from their Lord. You don't realize the ancestors actually trying to free them. The ancestors are trying to free them, and you're trying to get somebody to cast and get rid of the ancestor from trying to free you. So what you have to understand now, there's a lot of people out there that's not having no guidance. The ancestors are not. It's like it's a waste of time trying to get through to some. There's only a few people really out there that's actually communicating with the spirits right now, or the Akko. We call them the Akko. There's a few people out there that the ancestors can actually channel through. Because a majority of the people are actually ignorant of the ancestors. And it's not their fault. It's really not their fault. They were trained to be that way. But at the same time, the, the things that are about to happen, the ancestors are aware of what's going to happen because it happened to them. Right. Because they had to live through a set time in their lifetimes. So the way they got out is the way they can help you to get out. As I said, the life is about cycles. The same cycles when you become an ancestor is what they went through. So they went through the Setian um, cycle. Right. So the ancestors are trying to help us because guess what? When they said 2012 is an alignment with the center of the, um, the center of the galaxy, what you have to understand is these alignments are gateways. These alignments happen every 6,100 and something years, lining up with the central sun, our moon, the creator sun. And these gates are where souls ascend. That's why they came up with the fictional thing about, um, you know, the, the rapture and everybody's going to ascend. Mm-hmm. This story is derived from because they found out, or they, as I said, everything, everything we thought of, we thought of as spiritual and symbolic. Set makes it physical because that's what set does. That's what his job is to make everything symbolic real. So. The rapture is not regarding to us. The rapture is regarding to ancestors that are going to ascend to the next level. They no longer have to be in the spiritual realm. They did their cycle of 25,000 years. So before they leave, they're trying to pass on the knowledge to you. But guess what? Set, have you distracted? 
You got TV shows. You got jobs to pay. You have diabetes. You have video games. You have um, all this distraction, right, yeah. when they need you to listen before the lineup occurs for them to ascend. And when you understand it's not a coincidence, it's meant to happen. So Speaking you about what, them HD TVs. Yeah, exactly. So right when the ancestors are trying to give us the more knowledge, it seems that there's more problems. The economy's collapsing. <laughs> so right when you're supposed to start focusing and listening to the ancestors, you got more problems all of a sudden. Mm. So when you understand that these things are actually right in order, like it's not a, it's not, it's not a coincidence. These things are right in order with what they know. They know what's going on. They know that if we can keep them distracted long enough, we can get our agenda done. Right. And it keeps you, as I said, it keeps you focused on the physical. It keeps you focused on matter. And um, it's 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 sad that most people are not aware of what's to come. And it's, as I said, when you predict what, you can predict what Seth's supposed to do. You can't stop Seth's nature. Seth's nature is going to fulfill itself. As I, as I said, your job is to fulfill yourself where we, where you want to be. Do you want to come back to go through freaking robots? Because that's what's going to happen next. Do you want to come back? You see it happening now. You get on the train, you hear a robot telling you to get off the next stop. Mm-hmm. People don't, don't see they've been programmed, they've been preconditioned years in advance before they even debut these things. Right. And I, I, for one, don't want to, if you know what's to come, why would you want to live through it? If you know exactly what Seth is supposed to do, Seth is going to do this, that, the other, why would you want to come back to live through it if you know? So this is the genius of the ancestors to try to help you. The genius of the ancestors to try to help you to reach where they are. And I don't say everybody who gets knowledge is going to ascend to become an ancestor, but the knowledge helps you come back at a better time, a better time when the golden age is on its, ver- on its verge again. Because when you understand now, a lot of souls that came back, as I brought up to you earlier, before we came into this new age of Hopi, or Hop, or Aquarius, they call it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the souls, if you study the tale now, Aset is the goddess who resurrected Osa, or gave birth to Heru. Right. So the ancestor encoded in these stories things, as I said, cycles of nature. So basically, when, we're in, when, when Osa is murdered... Which is which is when the empire falls, Heru is going to have to be the one to resurrect the empire. Set's job is to keep Heru down as long as he can to get his purpose fulfilled. So everything the ancestors in these stories are happening now. For example, Aset. When you look at Aset, she's the colors the ancestors use is actually a clue. Aset is the gold woman. She has gold skin. Right. The gold skin is not just just for there for any reason. The gold skin is symbolic of who is going to be attempting to resurrect the heroes or the people, Heru. So when you study and connect the dots now to the times they're in, and as I said, it takes 72 years to make one degree. So when you check the 72 years, the last degree before we enter into the new age, notice who are the people that are trying to resurrect our people. The gold skin people are the Nebuka, they call it in Kemet. The Nebuka people. Nebu means gold and Ka is a spirit. The people that came with the gold skin. You can go through the list and you can lose count. All the people that are prominent trying to wake up, resurrect. Go through the count. Let me see. You can go through Nebuka, as I said. Gold skin people what they call light skin today. You can go through Bob Marley, um, Malcolm X, 
um, Muhammad Ali. U.E.P. Um, huh? U.E.P. U.E.P. Um, Brother Valentine. Um, Brother um, Blue Pill. <laughs> Omar. <laughs> right? No, no, it's not me. Not me. I'm saying, I'm just saying. Um, well, let me see. What? Uh, Quasi, Dr. Quasi, yeah. You I'm wonder, like, why? Why? You you couldn't identify, like, why, why all the light-skinned people seem to be the ones pushing it harder than anybody else? Um, Asa Hilliard. All these, all these gold-skinned people, just like what ancestors said, the gold-skinned one is trying to resurrect the heroes, resurrect, res- resurrect the the heroes to come. So when you realize it's actually going right according to plan, and I'm not just saying it's only the gold-skinned people. I never said that. I'm not trying to say that. But when you connect the dots, the last 72 years, the last degree. The last one degree before we enter the new age, you you start losing count. The people that are the most prominent, trying to inform the people, trying to actually resuscitate the culture, resuscitate the the knowledge of themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. And when you see that these people are on, actually on the front lines, they they are losing their lives, they're sacrificing things in their lives, and they don't they don't even know why. They don't even they, like when un, unless you can decode the stories. You realize why, like I said, you realize I set the gold-skinned woman trying to resurrect Heru. And you can go to, um, as I said, there's so many of them. I, mean, right. I can't remember all of them now. Many of them have written books. Many of but, them are not with us right now. Before we start stop streaming live, I want to also go into the etymology of the metuneta for the scribe. Okay, oh, that's the one I want you. That's the one that yes. we connected back to. Okay. As I said, the words that we spoke are the words of truth, the words of nature, the words of the Creator itself. The words for scribes or the words for a writer, because a writer is a scribe, the words for scribe in the ancient tongue is sesh. We call them sesh. Why would we call them sesh? Because a sesh, when you write on a piece of paper, what sound do you hear? Exactly. So our ancestors, to go along with nature, to go along with order, we call the people who wrote on paper sesh. So anybody who writes is a sesh. A poet is a sesh. A female poet now, or female writer, is a seshet. Who is seshet? Seshet is the netrit in Kemet, or the goddess of writing, the goddess of, of measuring. The goddess, the goddess who held the books. What did she wear? Sachet wore the leopard skin, or what we call the prut. We didn't call them leopards. We call them prut. P h y t. Why? Because that's what leopards do. They prr. So she was wearing the prut skin. The reason she wore the prut skin or the leopard skin is because it was symbolic of her measuring the constellations. If you look at a leopard if you look at a leopard skin, you would notice that it looks like stars. Mm-hmm. It looks like constellations, Spotty, the way they connect. Right. Exactly. So she was the goddess who measured the stars. Why? Because we wanted to measure the stars so we can bring them down on Earth. So she was the one who aligned the temples in Kemet with the heavens. She was the one they looked up on or, or the, they looked upon the spirit of Sachet to to when they're trying to build something new, trying to build a monument to to connect back to the stars. So you get the the term Sachet. Sachet is associated with builders. 
So when you're trying to build something, you want to bring that energy of Seshet with you. And where do we see Set bring this energy? Set brought Seshet here in the form of the Statue of Liberty. Mm. Seshet is the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty has seven points on her head. What does Seshet have above her head? She has seven points on her head. Seshet is the goddess of right, and what do we see the Statue of Liberty have in her hand? She has a book. Seshet has a torch in her hand. The torch is symbolic of the sun or symbolic of the stars or light. So when you understand that the same rituals that we used to do is what they're doing to build their society, build their empire. Right. And getting back to Seshet, the way you can prove that these things are very powerful and they've been used to this day by right. people that's in the know, Mm-hmm. When you go to this term Seshet, you'll see it's being used today by people that right in plain view, you just never connect to the dots. For example. Okay. You want me to get, all right, for example, yeah. we're, get, <laughs> we're getting to somebody everybody knows today. Everybody knows Beyonce. She changed her name all of a sudden. Why did she change her name? She changed her name to Sashet Fierce. Why? Because she's a writer. I wonder who gave her this idea, who had some knowledge to give her this idea. Sachet Fierce. Sachet refers to the scribe, the female scribe who helps the builders build. Why she's called Fierce? Because a leopard is fierce. So the term Sasha Fierce goes back to Sachet. Oh. So she's helping the builders build. Not okay, going back to Akan, not going back for She's helping the master mason. Exactly. Build the, build the empire. We don't understand as Jay Z build the exactly. empire. So she's exactly. Sachet. Exactly. And you you could always see her in her leopard. Right, exactly. Boy. Now going back to another person who's using the spell. What's the name of Barack's daughter? Ooh. Sasha. So he knows what's the deal. He knows what's going on. So when you understand that these people are using these, they know, they know all this stuff. They know they're using it for themselves. All you have to do is reconnect yourself with the ancestors and use it also. And okay. it's, it's, it's and when you notice, what did Michelle Obama wear for Halloween also? She wore the leopard. Yes, she did. So it's not a coincidence she wore the leopard. She's trying to say that she's Sachet helping the king build this empire, build this new world. Now, just in case, you know what I'm saying, people might think that you're reaching on that particular theory, can you please explain the connection between Barack Obama and Akhenaten. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay, let me break. Let me summarize it real quick because you know I wrote this out. Um, let me break. Let me break the connection because I know you access Ashwa Kwesi. As I said, not every spirit is going to be able to know everything, but certain exactly. the younger ones will be able to pick it up. When you study Akhenaten, you realize he came to power based on not him. He was he was the one who brought back a pre-dynastic um, nature, or nter, uh, which we call the Aten, the light. This this he never came into re- he really wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for Queen Tai. Queen Tai is the puzzle to all this. When you study Queen Tai, who she was, where she came from, you realize that Amenhotep the third was supposed to marry his sister. That's what all the Nisuts are supposed to do, because his sister was his balance. She was his divine balance. So when you understand that the bloodlines were kept because those bloodlines reincarnated the older souls, if you kept the bloodline long enough, 
and strong enough, it reincarnated all the best souls. The bloodline was kept through the woman. Just like in lion society, you have all these female lions that run it, and the lion is just there for a while till the new one comes. That's how we model our, our elite. That's how we model them off nature. So Amenhotep was supposed to take a, his sister to be his wife, but coincidentally he didn't. He took the daughter of one of his generals, T. What you have to understand now, this is breaking with the natural order of things. You're taking a common woman. As I said, the bloodline is to reincarnate all the older souls. All the older souls come back in the bloodline. That's the only way you could become a divine king. Right. So you take on a common woman now. What type of soul is she going to bring back? And that's what you have to get deep in. As I said, I deal more with the soul. When you study what the soul, the purpose of the soul is, you can figure these things out. So Queen T brought back a younger soul because she wasn't as old as Amenhotep. Right. So she brought back a younger soul into this world. This younger soul was named Amenhotep the Fourth. Amenhotep the Fourth was what later became Akhenaten. But you have to understand now, the acting that he brought back was actually brought back to Queen T. Queen T was one of the Queen Tai was one of the first women to gain more as much power as the king. And when you study, yes, yeah, I said, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into, it, but you want to study. Study what she did. Study what she accomplished during her time. So when you understand what type of soul she brought back, you won't be surprised with what that soul did afterwards. You won't be surprised when you bring back a soul that's not as old as it's supposed to be with divine order. The soul won't keep with divine order. So Akhenaten, you should have expected him not to keep a divine order because it's the law of nature. If you brought back a soul that's not as old as it's supposed to be, it's not going to go along with what's supposed to be. Right. So Akhenaten, as predicted, broke with the order, and the priest knew this. The priest knew that because who Queen Tai was, the soul she brought back is not going to go along with nature, go along with the divine order. So Akhenaten brought the Aten into prominence and started to basically exclude all the other Netrus. This is what caused the Amun priest to basically, basically... Right, hate death warrant. Exactly. And as I said, there's no such thing as death. So when you say death, right. they know that basically they just have to cut him short. That's the plan. The plan was to cut him short from, his, from what he was trying to do. But they knew he was going to come back. That's the thing. That's why they tried to erase as much as, of him as they could including destroying his mummy. That's why his mummy's never found. So Akhenaten brought the everybody know as everybody knows the story, he brought the capital to a new city called Aket Aten, the horizon of light or the horizon of Aten, which they call Amarna today. And um what he attempted to do was because light has no gender. He wanted to merge everything. So what he did with his queen, he tried to merge with her. So when you look at the artwork of Akhenaten, he's actually merged with Nefertiti. They mm -hmm. became one. As I said, light has no gender. Your soul has no gender. Your soul only has a gender when it falls into a body. There's no male or female soul. So Akhenaten was trying to attempt to tell this to the people that light has no gender. So what he tried to do was he tried to merge with his queen. And she became his equal. Instead of becoming his a queen, like traditionally, she became almost a king also. 
if you look at her crown, her crown is basically a crown that a male is supposed to wear, but a female version of it. And she have the she has the tails on the back of it, like what kings wear. The women are supposed to wear the nekhabit, which is a vulture on their head, but she wore the, the crown of a male. So when you see Akhenaten has these feminine features, he's basically trying to merge to become one with the woman, become right. one with his queen. His, his, but his movement was actually kept alive through other secret groups, so his movement never died. Um, and what you have to understand now is, as I'm fast-forwarding, um, Akhenaten, which means the spirit of light or the spirit of Aten, um, was eventually... Uh, you don't want me. You want me. You want me to go through the exact thing I told you before, because yes, I don't know yes. how much time we have. Okay. Um, what the priests attempted to do was to stop him from having a hair to the throne, meaning a male hair. So you have to understand, as I said, these spells, these rituals work. What ended up happening was he ended up having six daughters. He couldn't. He, it was a, he had a hard time having sons. So what? got him even more upset is because he knew who was working against him. He knew the priests of Amun were working against him. So this is when he started trying to destroy or try to shut down these, these temples, trying to really put them out of business because as long as they, they kept running, they're going to stop him from doing what he wants to do, which is to go against the order of Amun, the order of nature, the order of the creator. So because as I said, when you have young souls coming in where old souls are supposed to be, it's not a good combination. And what eventually happened is that they they eventually got to him, and he, they eventually got rid of his wife. They got rid of a few of his children, and eventually they got rid of him. So when you understand, when you have a soul now that never got to complete it when it wanted to complete, it's always guaranteed to come back to finish what it started, especially when they try to erase what you did. A soul cannot rest till it completes its purpose. Right. So when you have a soul trans transferring to the next realm, still knowing that they're going to try to erase him, it's guaranteed to come back. It's, it just depends now on when it's going to come back. And they knew this. So what they attempted to do to stop him from coming back is that they knew as long as the bloodline that he started with T was kept alive, he had the opportunity to come back. So what they did is that they sacrificed his son, Tutankhamun, or Tutankhaten, because they knew as long as he was around, he would, Akhenaten would have a chance to come back to his his, blood, his own bloodline. So mm -hmm. when Tutankhamun was Nisut, they stopped his own, they stopped his wife from having children. She had two miscarriages. So when you study that and realize it's not a coincidence that she couldn't have children. And then afterwards, before he could pass on the, 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 the DNA, he died. As I said, he was sacrificed. And, um, as I said, I'm fast forwarding. I'm just going through. I'm just going through it real quickly. So when you understand that he's guaranteed to come back to complete what he was trying to do, he's trying to create a one-world religion. He was trying to unite everybody on the light. He wanted to create unification through light. So when you see certain figures now coming back at a certain time period that mm -hmm. look just like the person that came back almost at the right time came back right on time when somebody's trying to create a one-world system, a one-world religion, a one-world one, one world system, basically, where there's no diversity because Set doesn't like diversity. When you study this Set, Set doesn't like diversity. Set wants clones of himself. 
can fun, function with diversity. So when you right. see when Set comes to conquer your country, Set wants you to be like him. That's the spirit of Set. Set doesn't want you to um, do your own thing. Right. So when you understand what's going on, and you realize nobody's really doing their own thing anymore. Everybody's actually on the same page right now. Everybody's dressed the same, doing the same now. So actually, Set is doing good right now. Mm-hmm. The spirit of Set is accomplishing its purpose. One by one, surely but likely, it's, it's getting everything done. But this person now has the opportunity to do what they wanted to do before, which is to create a one-world system, a one-world religion. So this is actually the perfect opportunity for Akhenaten to complete what he was trying to do before. So Mm -hmm. he aligned himself now with Set to get his job done because his soul can finally rest when he gets what he wants to get done. Mm -hmm. And when you find out that Queen T's body was not, not found either, you realize that now it's guaranteed that Akhenaten and T will come back because she was really the one who brought him back. So she's the one actually running this whole thing. Because as I said, in ancient times, the women had more power than the men. The men worked on behalf of the queen. The men protected the queen. So when we fast forward and we look at the the paradigm of which we're living in right now Mm -hmm. and we see... Barack Obama, Michelle Obama in the White House, yes. willfully playing along with the side of the Sethian energy that this exactly. power. We have to understand that this is the return of Queen Ty and Akhenaten completing their soul mission. Like exactly. They're trying to complete okay. what somebody stopped them in the past. When you understand that this journey of the soul, the only reason he's going along with the agenda is because he's going to get what he wanted to get done that he couldn't get done 3,000 years ago. After he gets it accomplished, he can finally, his soul can finally rest, and he cannot have to, as I said, if the soul didn't get to do what it do, he's going to come back to do it. So when you see these things, as I said, he's helping them to build a new world. He, his daughter's name is Sashet, or Sasha, which is the goddess who, who helps to build the new world. So he's here to build what he's here to, what he never got to build the last time. And he's going to be remembered for that when time goes by, and that's all that matters to the soul. The soul wants to leave a legacy. That's what all the ancestors wanted to do. Before they left, they wanted to leave something to prove they existed. So his legacy is going to be helped. And remember, nothing lasts forever, but at least he'll get his foot in and leave something behind. Even though it's not going to benefit us, he's going to fulfill what he never got to fulfill. And so that's all. there's no stopping him on this, on this particular run. Exactly. He's going along with the agenda. People need to get over that. Exactly. There's no stopping it. As I said, if he wasn't stopped years ago, he'd probably never be here. If if they never tried to erase him from history, if they never tried to break up his coffin, if the priest didn't destroy his his, his cot or his mummy, he would have never been here right now. If If his daughters were not killed, he wouldn't have to come back with them. So we understand that he lost two of his daughters to mysterious circumstances, Obviously, the daughters he lost is what he's going to want to come back with. Right. So he comes back with two daughters. Names exactly. one of them, Sasha. Can we explain what the whole aspect of the bloodline is? What do you mean, the bloodline? In terms of him. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, based on what I understand, based on what I understand is, we, if you understand that we're the ones who created Set, as I said, Set is actually a regular aspect of nature. 
you're always going to have to have a storm. You have to have a you have to have a storm for you have to have a tornado for the new for afterwards the new the new crops to grow. So set is a natural part of the life cycle. You can't live without set. You just need to accomplish what you're here for. So based on what I have to understand, set knows his t- his time is almost up. Set knows that the opportunity he's had over the last two thousand plus years is not going to last forever. Set knows to maintain its rule for the future, it's going to have to implement certain things, such as merging once more back or finding its balance again. This balance is basically going to be re-merged through melanin or kanut. The melanin is what Set is going to have to bring back into itself to even continue its existence as the rulership. So based on what I've been told through the spirits and ancestors, the deal that Akhenaten is making at this point is that his daughters are going to eventually marry into certain aristocratic families, which is going to start pumping melanin into those bloodlines. Because if the bloodlines can, because you have to understand, the only reason set rules is because we went further away from the sun. So the further away from the sun, you're closer to darkness. The closer you are to the sun, the closer you are to light. So mm-hmm. set only rules during that time period. So Set knows we're getting closer back to Ra, hence global warming. So they know that the only reason they had the opportunity to rule is because we went further away from Ra. So it's attempt to keep its rule going, knowing that the only thing that's going to keep it going is through melanin. So what they're doing now is popularizing the mixture or uh, popularizing the mixture between two different races. If you study all the movies, all these TV shows, all you see them is combining mixes now. You see Avatar. Mm-hmm. If you just study these movies, you'll realize they're preconditioning the public to to accept certain things. And based on what I understand is, you have to understand that they know. They know all this. They know that they they, they know that when a hundred something years go by, that it's going to be hotter than what it is now. And they know that certain Illnesses are going to be prevalent in in its in its culture, and the only way to prevent that is to get melanin or kanut into into their vessel. But what you have to understand now, with melanin in those vessels, it's going to make it suitable now for a soul to fall into it. And eventually, when the soul falls into those vessels, set no longer exists. Mm. So you have to understand when you it study the cycles. Out. Exactly. And it's just a part of nature. Hold on one second. We have one left, one minute left on, on on the live stream. This is for anybody that's listening online and they want to call in. Hurry up, 347-637-2135. We're going to continue this conversation. It's just not going to be streaming live. So please make sure that you call in, 347-637-2135. We're going to be getting to the hands raised and the callers immediately after this one minute transpires. All right? So um, with that said, you know, for those that are no longer going to join us on the live stream, thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you catch it in the archive because we're going to still continue to drop bombs for the next hour. I want to go straight into the to the calls, you know what I'm saying, because a lot of people okay. had their hand up for a moment, okay. and I want to make sure that we honor that. Call up, calling from 917-497. You are now rocking with the best. Peace. Peace. Nine one seven four nine seven. 
You on air. Peace. Next caller, caller with the area code starting 469951. You are now rocking with the best. Peace. Peace. What's going on? This is Tor. Peace. What's up, brother? Hey, how y'all doing tonight? I've been listening to the show. A lot of good information in there, man. Glad you just you just presented it at a higher level to get us up there, man. Yes. Thank you, but, brother. Uh, you have a, a, what's going on? No, I'm asking you have a question or a comment. Oh, yeah, I actually did have a uh, comment. I wanted to see. I've been reading about uh, um, about the five circuits of the sun and just wanted to get you to speak, I wanted to get Omar to speak a little bit more on that. And uh, I've been seeing how a lot of, like, the new age information you see out there in, in a lot of stores is, like, tying that into, like, 2012 information. So I just wanted to see how you could kind of link the two of those together. What do you mean, tying it back to 2012? Yeah, with the with the phases of the sun. I've been seeing some stuff about how with the how the 2012 information kind of coincides with, you know, the period of Amen, which is the hidden or the darkness period, which we're, which we're in right now of consciousness, of just a lower level of consciousness. So I just wanted to see if you could speak on okay. that or if you do anything, if you could speak on just the five okay. phases of the sun. Okay, based on what I understand about the cycles of um, time, the cycles that the cycles of nature, as I said, everything is predictable because it, it happens over and over. It's just a cycle. The age where we're approaching or we're, we're in it already, it's just that we haven't fully went through the gate as of yet. The, it's called the age of Hop. Hop in Kemet is the, the Neturu of the river, the Neturu of water, the nature of water. And um, the age of Hop is basically, let me see, you have, to go re, you have to really go back to the significance of what's going on. Let me break down, let me break down something so you can understand, because when you understand that the elements, what the elements are, the elements of these, the energies, elements, what the elements, the four elements of creation has to do with all these religions you see going around. So since we're going into the age of hop, which symbolizes water, you have to understand now, as I said, Seth's job is to make everything that is spiritual in nature physical. So when Seth got hold of this knowledge of the Neturus, its attempt was to make these things physical. So what did they do with the, the, the god Hop, which we called Muhap? The word in Kemet for water is Mu. And so Muhap means the waters of the river, the waters of Hop. So Muhap became Muhapmet. The reason the word Met means north, because the waters of the Hop River flow from the south to the north. So you get the term Mu, which is water, Hop, which is the river, Met. The waters of Hapi in the north. So you get the term Muhapmet. So what you have to understand now, since Mohammed has no face, why he has no face? Because you cannot see water doesn't have a face until you look inside of it. So that's why Mohammed doesn't have a face. So you understand why when they go into a mosque, they have to take their shoes off? Because before you go into water, you take your shoes off. Why do you think they bow in front of Because when you look at animals, when they drink, that's exactly how they bow. They look, when they pray, they look like they're drinking water like an animal does. So when you start, I'm summarizing it quickly for you, but now you have to understand now the Jesus character. What does the Jesus character go back to? It goes back to the sun god or Heru. What does the sun symbolize? The sun symbolizes fire. So they got Muhammad, which is water, going against fire. Mm. 
They got fire and water, which are two major elements of life, conflicting with each other. What's the next one? You have Buddha. Buddha is derived from, um, as I'm fast-forwarding, it goes back to Patah, the god of creation, the god of matter. So you got Patah, which is creation, which is matter, which is the earth, going up against fire, which is Heru, which is Jesus, or Yahshua, going up against Muhapit, which is water. So you got three elements. What's the next element? Air. So what's air? What's air connected to? Air is connected to the mind. Air is connected to mental stability. What, what, what nature in Kemet connected to the mind, the, which was Jehuti, the nature of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So they have Jehuti, which is where you get the Jews from now. So you have Judaism, which is air, which is the mind, because the mind is, is through the air, going up against um, Jesus, which is fire, going up against water, which is Hapi or Muhatmet, which is going up against the earth, or, or, or matter, which is patah. So you, what you have to understand now, what set does, set, because set is all about breaking things apart, instead of everything being united and fulfilling its purpose, set's job is actually to make everything fight against each other. So it's actually doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Has water going up against fire, has earth going up against air, instead of going in order with each other. So what the plan of set is to have all these forces actually or the people, matter of fact, that follow these forces destroy each other. They want the Muhammadans going up against the Christianidans and actually kill each other out almost, self-destruct themselves. You have the, the Jews going up against the Buddhists. You have to understand. It's like a. You have to understand the times you're going in is not. Well, you it's not a coincidence that these things are occurring right now. Right. You see that. The conflicts, the, the the everything is broken up into fragments. What your job is to really do is to put it all back together within yourself. All those things, all those religions are actually a part of you. They're elements of you. So when you put back the Jew in you, which goes back to Jehuti, which is the mind, why do you think the Jews control the, the freaking government? They control the mind. What does government mean? Government. So the Jews are controlling the government. Because they're controlling the mind. Exactly. That's what the government is. So the Jews are controlling your mind because that's what they're there for. Government. Jehuti controls the mental. So as I said, everything that was spiritual, they make it physical. So instead of Jehuti controlling you spiritually with nature, they manifest it physically trying to control you with mind control. Physically. So all you have to do is try to reemerge, align yourself back to understand where we're going in. So what, what they have, Muhammad brings peace. People always say Islam means peace. Muhammad brings peace. Why? Because when Hapi flooded, the, when Hapi brought the, um, the the silt from the mountains or Juya, the mountains in um, in, in in Kush, it would bring plenty of food because the the, the the river brought silt that we can plant seeds and that will grow. So Hapi or Muhammad brought peace. So this is where you get the term Islam or Muhammad is talking about peace. It brought it's talking about the peace that he brought to the land with, through the food he brought. What set does is make it physical, got you running around talking about we trying to bring peace and killing people at the same time. So all you have to realize and understand is that you have to break the codes to these things. Everything that everything that they tell you is bullshit. Everything that if it doesn't go within you, it really doesn't exist. If it, if you can't relate it back to you, if you can't realize that happy is in you, 
Happy runs through your body. It's the blood in you. That's happy in you. Then Pata. Pata is the flesh on you. Pata is, then Jehuti is your mind, your thinking. Heru is your heart. So all you have to do is align all these forces and understand how they function within you. And this is what the ancestors were trying to tell us. This is what all the Nisut symbolize, all the kings. They symbolize the perfection, the unity of nature within themselves. That's when you become a living God. You really become a living God when you don't have to come back anymore. Because it doesn't make sense for you to become a God or, or an Ankh, Nature, a living God, and come back again to be the same thing. So when you align yourself back with the, with orders of nature, you don't have to come back anymore. Hmm. So you, all you have to really do is not focus on what they say. You got Once you focus on within, focus on aligning yourself back with the ancestors especially. That's all you really, really have to do. Just re- realign yourself back with yourself. Don't depend on books. Don't depend on stories. It's, it's Don't depend on what is out there what people are telling you depend align yourself back with yourself I'm going to have to take another caller caller we appreciate it you know what I'm saying please I do continue it. to uh, continue listening on to the conversation um, caller you're the 469 caller correct yeah alright please do continue to listen we're going to take the next caller caller with the error code Four one four four six two. You are now rocking with the best. Peace. Peace. Hello. Peace. Peace. Hello. Hello. Yes. Oh, I wasn't. Um, I didn't have a question. I was just listening. Oh, you were just listening? Yes. No problem. Peace, peace. Peace, Queen. Please continue to listen. Um, she was the last caller in the queue. They just dropped the caller queue. So it's, uh, I can't even put your phone on mute, sis. You're going to have to ride this one out with us. Okay. Um, unless you want to mute your phone yourself. But um, basically, they dropped the call queue. So I had a bunch of hands up in the call queue. I apologize to the callers. I know that a lot of people wanted to get their questions in. But um, we're just going to give you another 50 minutes of solid information. In the meantime, Red Pill, you still there? Yes, sir. Okay. Do you have any uh, questions for tonight's guest? Anything else that's come up? I know that somebody in the, in, the, in the chat room did ask me to ask you, what is the penalty for the forbear- for, for the children of people that were doing the work, such as priests, if they didn't get to pass the science on to their children. Would you, be, you repeat that again, please? What's the consequence? Yes. Uh, like, does, uh, any, does any burden fall on the children if they were in, if they if they didn't get the information or the necessary uh, practices passed on to them from the priest class? What you have to understand is that the souls actually choose the parents. So the soul knowing what this person is going to become chose that person to come to us. I told you, that's why in ancient times we knew that the older souls would come back into that strong bloodline. So those right. the older soul chose to come back through the bloodline. The stronger souls chose to come back through that bloodline. So when you talk about the, the offspring of, of, of scholars or teachers, those souls actually chose to come back through those people before those people sometimes even became who they became. Mm-hmm. 
Because you have to understand, everything that manifests in the physical world actually takes place in the next realm first. Meaning, the soul, the soul, the soul's um, connection to the spiritual realm is still always there. So everything, this is how you have these psychic people and people that can tell what's going to happen to you or something like that. Because they can connect to what's already occurred to your soul. It just takes a longer time to manifest in the physical world before you feel the effects of it. So right. as a, the, the point, the example of that is that everything that that you're going to ha that's going to happen to you has already took place in the other realm. So mm -hmm. the souls know what you're going to become before they even choose you. If they even if they if they if the soul is at that level or conscious enough to choose the right person, because as I said, there's ignorant souls that they come, they're ignorant, they're going to fall right back. At that point, they have no choice because their hearts are so heavy that they they fall back into anything. Right. But the ones that have enough enough um, life experience, enough knowledge through different lifetimes, can choose, have the ability to choose the vessels or the womb, the womb that they can come back to manifest to, or choose to connect to that seed, um, to that male seed, by having parts of that person's car. Into their into the DNA that they they choose to come back to. So what I would say to the offspring, I would never say that it's up to them now to take up with their father. Then, because as I said, every soul it has its own purpose. You cannot because he did that. I have to do what he did. Right. His his journey is not your journey. And what you have to understand is the soul came back to you to learn something that it was actually missing. That doesn't mean that it's going to do what you did now. Every soul has its own purpose. So I wouldn't say that the soul, the offspring of somebody like such as, as you mentioned, would have to have to do and, or because he left me this, i got to do something with it. As I said, if the spirit is not there from the beginning, you can't just force that burden on the soul because it actually becomes a burden because all of a sudden uh, grandpa does not have to take up grandpa's um, legacy. There will be somebody that's going to come along that they can help to pass that on to. That's what I would say the most. Somebody right. else will come along that is the really the one that needs to, because that person will use it to the fullest. Right. So it's not and, always, that, uh, you know, the offspring. Yeah, it's not always the offspring. Approach. Exactly. It's not always the offspring. Beautiful, beautiful. Red Hill. Yes, sir. I no. wanted to um, still go back to our. Uh, fraternities in our lodges mm -hmm. and why is it that we always see a tie right back into Kemet when it comes to these people who are in power the people who designed America the people who founded not America but the U.S.A. you understand mm -hmm. the, yes. the so founding fathers and um, they're well known and not even hidden Masonic ties and what not and then when you really go into the whole lodge, and you know you hear Mason, you hear the Masons and the Masonic uh, lingo, but when you go in there, you feel like you're dealing with a a, a comedic cult because mm -hmm. everything in there, is, you know, it's all the rituals are comedic. You know, everything is focused on the um, the ancients and whatnot. So when you gave this breakdown of the set power being the ruling power and being the influential power that has basically kept us in bondage, it it makes me basically just take my mind and go straight into these societies who I see worshipping these symbols and worshipping 
these mythos. They're, they're basically even living out the mythos and whatnot, reenacting them in modern day. Mm-hmm. And then it, it leads me to believe that these people, you know, if I look around and try to find anybody on the earth who would be the minions of Set, they automatically become the minions of Set. They are the ones that are feeding this God. Mm-hmm. So my question to you would be is, you know, just to build on that, just to add on and give the people a, a clearer understanding of what these uh, societies, what these secret societies' purpose uh, involves when it comes to the Typhonian set energy. All right. As I said, set's job is to break things up into fragments. Um, what what set, as I said, I refer to set. I don't call out any names. I just refer to the spirit. If you embody the spirit of set, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about it. You know who you are. You do your nature. You're fulfilling your purpose, actually. So you can't stop it. What 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 they have, what Seth has realized is it's been actually the last two thousand years conquering because as I said Seth's job is to to squash out diversity squash out um, they Seth doesn't like diversity Seth fights against itself so when you realize that Seth has spent actually as soon as Seth got power it was spending more time conquering nations which takes up a lot of time Seth's time was spent conquering other cultures. Converting mm-hmm. other cultures, and by the time it actually finally did enough, or not even they still haven't set still haven't really finished finished what it wanted. After the after it received extra boost from the Moors after the Moors fell, it started. This is when you realize right after the Moors fell. This is when set became more more prominent all of a sudden. The industrial, yeah. the industrial Revolution and the freaking missiles and bonds and bullets and computers. This is when everything started popping up right after that. What, Based on what I understand is that when you understand, as I said, the stories that the ancestors told kick back into today. As I said, everything that is spiritual or symbolic in nature, the symbolic of the cycles of time, set try to act it, act it out in real life. That's what it does. It wants everything to be physical. It wants everything to be a play. It wants everything to be a movie. If you notice in Seth's kingdom, his biggest villain was the amphitheater, entertainment. That's what Seth loves. Seth plays things out. When you realize that it's not a coincidence that in our culture, the biggest villains are the temples, the temples of man. In its culture, the biggest thing is a freaking sports arena. Mm-hmm. A movie, a theater to and the gladiators and killing animals and da-da-da, that's what Seth does. So you can't really get mad at it. So... Set loves playing things out in life. What you have to understand now is they're actually playing out the stories that the ancestors spoke about. Yes. The May, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. What they've done is they've actually played out these spiritual stories in physical worlds. The Father, the Mother, and the Son. The Father, which is Osa, or Osaha, and Aset in Heru. So now, where are these figures in, in real life? The father is symbolized by the Pope himself, the father, the Papa, the Pope. Mm-hmm. He symbolizes Osa, the father. Where's the mother? The mother is symbolized by the queen. Who is the son? The son is symbolized by the president himself, who is the Heru. So what you have to understand now, what Set is attempting to do to play out these things in real life, 
why Seth has to play this out in real life? It has nothing else to do. It has nothing else to work on. It has no soul to work on. So what else is it going to do? It has nothing else to do but to play out the game of life. So the the plan is, or the game is, now it's time to unite the triangle or the trinity back into one fold again. And that's what the agenda, the end point is for this. The end point is to reunite Heru, Osa, and Aset into one area, one body of land. And you already know what body of land I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Israel. Israel is basically them uniting the Trinity back into one body where the one ruler is going to be. So they're playing out spiritual stories that has to do with spiritual things into real life. And when you understand it now, when you understand that it's going to happen, it's, as I said, always to tell people, work on yourself. You can't stop. It's been going on for so long, I don't know how you're going to stop it now. This this attempt, since since the priests in Kemet let Alexander in, Alexander's dream was to unite the world. Alexander wanted to have a one-world language, a mm-hmm. one-world religion. So everything that Alexander, the first conqueror, the first martyr, wanted, that's exactly what they're going to do. Everybody's going to be speaking through one tongue, through the Internet, digitally, the matrix. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to eventually end up on a one belief. So when you understand how deep these things go back to, how it connects through the cycles of time. But always remember, it doesn't last forever. It's just a a season. We're in a certain season right now. Set only can rain during a certain season. It just depends on if how many times you want to come back in that season. Do you want to come back again to see what's the next chapter, or you want to come back when spring begins again? Most of the people that you see putting in all the work now, if they have to come back, They've done enough work to liberate the people. They're going to come back during the springtime if they have to come back, as I said. If you've been living ignorant, if you haven't still haven't figured out yourself, figured out your connection to nature, you're going to have to come back because you didn't do what you were supposed to do in this life. And usually you come back with your memories erased. And if since you know this now, all you have to do is follow in the path or the footsteps of the ancestors to get to a better time, get to a better time for your next life, if you, as I said, if you have to come back, because not every soul, you can tell when an old soul is on its way out, and you can tell when souls haven't lived that many lives, because they're excited about everything. That's how you can tell the difference. Old souls been there, done that so many times, it's become boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can, trust me, you can tell. Why do you think the king, the king always, the king was hardly seen. Yeah, he was too cool for TV. Huh? He was too cool for TV. Who? You talking about who? The king was too cool. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, really exactly. Impressed him. Like, oh yeah, cute. Remember, remember the times when he brought all the people up front mm-hmm. to amuse him, mm-hmm. and Michael turned into the stardust. Exactly. So you can, as I said, you can always, as I said, the ancestors knew all this. If you had certain traits, they know what type of soul you were. They knew where you belong, what, 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 what order you belong. The hierarchy was basically broke up into three. You have the old souls, the middle soul, the middle-aged souls, and the young souls, the adolescent souls. The old souls were usually the rulers in society because they lived enough lives to deserve that title. The old souls were usually the priests trying to preserve the knowledge, try to write the knowledge to, to give to others in the future. The middle, mm-hmm. souls, the, the middle souls are the ones who executed actions, the ones who built the monuments, the ones who 
um, executed the will of the old souls. Then you had the peasant class or the niggers. The end where you get the word niggers. People who call themselves niggers don't realize that the word goes back to peasant in Kemet. Ninjas. N-D-J-S means peasant or common person in Kemet. So everybody who uses that vibration of ninjas don't realize that they're putting a spell on themselves, which means a peasant or common person. Mm-hmm. So as I said, if you don't trace where things come from, you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what spells you're putting yourself under. Because what are words? Words are spells. Yep. You spell with words. So a spell is a word that you use on yourself. And you, you're under a spell when you don't know what you're saying, such as calling yourself black and all these terms. You're not black. You have light in you, so you can be black. Black is related to the word blank. And what is blank? Blank is when there's nothing there. Hmm. Then you get the word bleach. Bleach is when there's nothing there either. So when you understand the words, and guess what? We're the ones who invented all these words, these spells. The Moors invented all these Latin phrases and English phrases. The trick is now you're using them against yourselves. So we invented our own guns, and now we use... Our people are using our own spells against ourselves now. But that Seth's trick, Seth's trick is to, to reverse everything on you. Seth's trick is to reverse everything. Everything is upside down during his reign. So this, the, the words that were meant to uplift you, now they're reversed, they're flipped. The words that were supposed to make you, supposed to keep you down, now you think it's supposed to keep you up. Hmm. Let me give a quick example. In Kemet, the word for ship is depth. D-P-T, depth. What did they turn? So depth means boat or ship, and a ship floats above water, right? Yeah. And when you hear the word depth now, what do you think of? Being on the water. So he reversed it. So instead of depth meaning to be above water, depth is now reversed to being underwater, drowning in depth. So this is an example of how the spells or the words are reversed to have a reverse effect. So instead of you knowing debt means to be above water, now when you hear the word debt, what do you think? Oh, I'm going to be in debt. So you put a, the energy you put towards the words now makes it work against you now instead of working for you. Right. So if you knew that debt means to be above water, meaning you're supposed to be on top of things, instead of you tricking yourself into saying debt means to be in debt, to owe something, to be on the water, you're the one that's using the word against yourself because you don't know what the full true meaning is. Because remember... Every word we spoke, thousands of symbols, metanatural word come from nature. So it's truth. We didn't make it up. The vibration is with nature. So, as I said, you just need to really understand that everything that they do, set does, you can predict, and all you have to do is figure out where you want to be, figure out your role in that whole scenario. Since we know that in ancient times, the most important liquid I'm just throwing out examples. The most important liquid was what they call holy water. Holy water goes back to Helio, which is the sun in Greek. So Helio water. In Kemet, we call it Ramo. Ramo means the sun water. Mo is water. So Ramo became rum in Set. So instead of you drinking Ramo, now you're drinking rum. <laughs> so Set getting you drunk... So the, the divine words that we use to, to symbolize water, because what do every animal drink to, to sustain itself? This, every animal in nature drinks sun water. That's the most powerful water to drink. Right. In Seth's reign, 
the water we drink is not exposed to Ra, exposed to the sun. It's all in pipes, chemicals. So, it's, it, as I said, you can predict what Seth's going to do before he even does it. Mm. You should not be surprised that Seth put things in your water. No energy in your water. Your water has no energy. The water is not exposed to the sun to be recharged, to give your, your, your body energy, to give your blood energy. So, as I said, everything is reversed now. And when you realize everything goes back to a source, and the source is actually the ancestors who figured out what there was to be figured out. And all you have to do is reconnect yourself back to them. And really don't worry about what Seth's going to do. Seth is going to play its role out. You shouldn't be trying to stop him from doing this and, oh, we're going to build a nation. When Seth rules, what did Aset do in the story? As I said, you always got to connect the story. When Seth was ruling, Aset had to hide in the swamps to raise Heru. Mm-hmm. So the ancestors were telling you, when Set is in control, you're supposed to be on the download with everything. There's no such thing as a nation building while Set is running everything. It's going to tear it down immediately. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be surprised. You should be surprised if he didn't tear you down. You know, if he didn't tear you down, that means you're working for him. Mm-hmm. So if, if um, as I said, that's why the conscious community is on the download. Brother Valentine, these people who are on the download were actually doing the right thing. Staying in the swamps, trying to resurrect the Heru. As soon as somebody tried to encourage you not to stay in the swamp, you should watch out for them. As soon as somebody tells you, let's go confront Set, while he's supposed to be on the Set is ruling, that person is not going to lead you anywhere. That person probably works for Set. Mm. That person is probably a settee. <laughs> mm. Well, that's a good well, I don't know. That's a good connection. Wow. That's a great one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. As I said, people probably have to go over this. As I said, I just drop everything I speak about is more deep. I'm just trying to drop it as quickly as I can just to plant seeds because that's all you really can do. I'm not trying to get any followers. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to get seeds that the ancestors left behind for you to pay attention to them again. And that's all I'm really. I'm just dropping seeds that hopefully people listen to it again. Because during these days, the truth will never be heard. So I'm not surprised if I have two people on the phone. I'm not surprised. Oh no, nah. they 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 are. The lines is full. You know what I'm saying. The chats is full. They actually love what's being dropped. The reception is wonderful. You know what I mean? Like I told you, there are definitely people out here that are receptive to this information that's going to take it and make the best of it. So please, you know what I mean? Let me yeah. let me get to the females. Let me get to the women because this, this set oh, yeah. has been really using our women against us. And they don't know this. Mm-hmm. They don't know that set, set has actually been using the women to destroy the heroes. As I said, study all the greats and see what the so-called woman has done to them. I'm not saying, as I said, I'm not saying, I'm saying ignorant women who don't even know what they're doing. But the women have an important role in our culture. The women were the preservers of the knowledge. The bloodline went through the woman. The woman was actually the per'ah, where you get the word pharaoh from. The per'ah was actually the one, the woman. The term per in Kemet means the house. Ah means high. So the per'ah was the high house, and the high house belonged to the female. 
Refer also referring, as I said, everything that was outside of us being coded is to be an inside. The per'ah is actually the woman's womb also, the house where Heru is being grown mm. within the womb. So, as I said, when we did things, everything wasn't just a house out there. We were talking about a house in the heaven, the house on land, and the house within. So the per'ah was, were the woman. She was the one who ran the high house. As a matter of fact, if we want to see how deep it is, the per'ah chose the next king. And who was the one who set up for Akhenaten to be the next um, um, president? Oprah. <laughs> so Oprah chose the next pharaoh, ritualistically. It was all a ritual. Wow. So when you realize that the Per'ah, the woman, the high house, her, 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 her damn show is the high house for these women. So her high house helped to put the ritual to choose the next pharaoh or the next president or whatever they want to call them. So you don't, people don't understand these rituals is really, they're using real rituals and it's like if people don't figure it out, as I said, it's not your job to stop it. It's your job to use these rituals for yourself. Because mm-hmm. if it works for them, it will work for, if it worked for them, it will work for you. Okay. So the women were, the women were very sacred in our culture the women were the thing about the female was the female reproduced more of themselves the female were the vessels which life came out of the symbol for life was the ankh where does the term ankh come from the ankh was basically going back to the organs of the female's body where life is created the uterus and fallopian tube and, and such matter the term ankh is actually derived from when a child is born the first breath a child makes is ankh. So life is ankh. When the child is releasing some of the liquid from his mouth, he has that choke at the end. Ankh. So the term ankh is truth. It is life. When a child first breath is life. So that's where the term ankh comes from. Mm. As I said, everything the ancestors spoke of is true. So if you... Everybody been every time a child is born, that is an ankh. It just came from an ankh. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, I'm just dropping these examples to people of this, so Me. they can understand that the ancestors figured out what needs to be figured out. And the women were very sacred. That's why in Kemet, every time you saw a king, the king was the intermediary between the Netarus. He always had his queen behind him, giving him the ankh, giving him the life. Our set was behind Osar while he was on the throne, giving him life, sustaining him. So what the women have to know is that we knew how important you were at that time. So during the Dark Ages, it's not surprising that the women are actually going to bring death now. When I'm not mean death physically, the death consciously, meaning if the women don't fulfill their roles, the men won't know what they're, what they're supposed to do. The men are supposed to build the houses for the queens. Men are supposed to build the houses for the women. But if the women don't want you to build the houses no more, you're out of a job. Mm-hmm. If you are out of a job, you won't fulfill your purpose. You're stagnated. So set wins. Because when the river starts flowing, that's stagnation, and that goes with set. Mosquitoes start to grow in your stagnation. So while you're stagnated, set fills you up with all type of bullshit and illnesses and diseases and materialism and shit to buy. That's stagnation. So if the women don't give the men the jobs back to do, they won't really have the houses anymore to be built. 
Because the even though she's the per ah or the or the high house or the woman of the house, she's not the one who built it. The men are supposed to build the the house on your behalf. Right. But now you got brothers that can't build no more houses because the woman been told that we'll have some people in Mexico build it for you, and these men can um, start focusing on themselves and getting stuff to impress you now. Get this car that's set built to impress you now. And yet you understand you know, that this, this shit is going to stagnate these souls. People don't understand that this shit is so, is so precise that when you understand the whole game now, when you really see the game 360, you realize all you got to do to get out of it is do the opposite of what you've been doing the whole time. Remember, you still have to survive in set realm. I'm not, you still have to do the balance. As I said, set is here for you to learn something from it. Not to be a part of it, but to learn from it. Joining the gang and observing and learning from the gang is two different things. Ignorant people participate with set. Conscious people learn from set. Uh-huh. And this this is symbolic in the story of Heru. Set was had got stabbed in the eye. I mean, Heru was stabbed in the eye by Set. That symbolized a lesson that you're supposed to learn from Set. So then the next time Heru came back, he came back knowing what to do this time. So basically, since the ignorance from all these people out there, now you've you've been stabbed in the eye. Now you're supposed to learn from it. And know what to do now, where to go. And that's what that story is symbolic of. Through the wisdom of Jehuti, Heru's eye was restored. So basically, symbolizing through, the, through wisdom, through the knowledge of self, you, you can know your true purpose now. So the next time Heru confronted Set, he finally defeated Set and united upper and lower. The upper meaning the higher nature and the lower nature. Upper Kemet and lower Kemet. The heavens and the earth. So basically, now since you you have to connect back to the ancestors to get that knowledge, to learn from the mistakes your friends, people have made, and reunite yourself through knowledge, so you can, as I said, it's all about having a better life and for your next life. Do as much as you can here. Contribute, as a matter of fact, contribute as much as you can, because that's one thing the ancestors always try to make sure everybody has to contribute to the future. There, everybody had to help the, the Nisut build these monuments. Everybody had to help the Nisut carve the stone. So that's contributing to helping others in the future. And this is, as I said, this, was, um, this, this means, symbolically means you, you contribute to helping others that's trying to wake people up, wake up their heroes out there. You, you, you support the scholars that's doing the work. You support the people that's trying to put the information forward. That's a part of actually helping your soul contribute to something. Because if you didn't contribute to anything, guess what? You thought you've been contributing to things that's actually going to keep you down. Meaning, set sets you up to what you think you're contributing to. What you think is normal is actually bad for you. Meaning, give it an example. People buy clothes every day. People buy shoes. People are actually enslaved making that stuff for you. You're actually enabling slavery. You can't blame Rothschilds for slavery anymore. The people are the ones that's actually maintaining people making five cents an hour. So you have souls suffering on your behalf overseas through materialism. So you can't blame the people that own the factory. You've got to really blame yourself for allowing, for participating in materialism and consumption, consuming 
And as I said, you've been set up. That's all you have to realize. You've just been set up. That's all set's supposed to do. So set has done its purpose. You're supposed to learn from it now. Since you know you've been set up, what do you learn from being set up? You have to learn something from it and not right. do it anymore. Right, right. So the people have to, you know, it's an awakening. You feel mm, me? Exactly. It's dawning, an awakening. Like somebody mentioned in the chat room, about the high price sneakers, um, when I was going to school in the early, early 90s, you know what I'm saying, dudes was getting lifted up out of their kicks. Like, literally, when you yeah, came to school killing with, a somebody pair, for shoes, right? with a pair of Jordans, yeah, you was getting beat down, and your sneakers was taken off of your feet. And, you know, I was, I was, I couldn't really understand what was going on at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Like, why would somebody want to jump in somebody else's shoes but then I understood that whole aspects of it being a status symbol you know what I mean when I saw that Michael Jordan wasn't sympathetic or empathetic to what was going on with the children dumbing out for this status symbol then it made me totally reevaluate how not only I looked at him but how I looked at consumerism period and what it could do to somebody that we consider to be quote unquote great and I'm like, I thought he had all the money in the world. You know, I was semi-naive at that particular point. I'm like, why would he be going hard? Why can't he understand that, you know, $150 kicks is not going to work? You know what I'm saying? When and people's moms is on crack and all that, that's only going to push children to make, you know, take take penitentiary chances to get a pair of sneakers. Exactly. But it shouldn't be, remember, you shouldn't be surprised. You shouldn't be surprised. Two years ago. Just remember, you shouldn't be surprised. When you understand where we are, you realize it's right on schedule. It's supposed to be that way. You just have to learn from it now. That's all it proves. You got bruised. That's a bruise on your soul. Now you have no, to learn from the bruise. Yeah, I, that's what, what I'm saying is that once I reevaluated that particular situation, you know, I extracted what I needed from it, and I backed up, and, I, you know, I haven't bought a pair of Jordan since. But mm-hmm. it's not to dump on the brand. It's just that I overstood that... It was just a rally on people's pocketbook taking place, and he was complicit as much as anyone else that came after him would be. And that's how I seen it. Exactly, but as I said, when you understand, you shouldn't. You should. You should be. You should. When you understand where we are, you should be surprised if it wasn't like that. Right. So it's knowing that it was like that. That means everything is going according to divine plan. When you understand that, the consumerism. You're enabling slavery. You bl- you can't blame other people for slavery when you're actually doing it worse than what they did. Because remember, Set is the one who broke everything up into pieces. So when Set takes over, he breaks up our culture. He he enslaves us. But that's a part of life. You have to experience what it is like. You can't just do your whole life cycles. You just had good life all the damn time. You have to at least go through bad times. So when you have people keep reminding you of what they did in slavery, what they did in slavery. And the crazy thing is a lot of those people that suffered in slavery are alive now. They reincarnated. Mm-hmm. So you're crying about people that's in new bodies that probably can't remember that trauma they suffered. And they know that. They know there's no such thing as death. Why do you think they can kill a million people and don't care? Because they know they didn't kill it, kill anybody. Mm. Nobody died. The mm. soul doesn't die. Down, please. The soul, there's, in Kemet, there's no such thing as death. The only thing that the only thing that is actually 
that dies is the matter itself, the body. The body is only the soul lives on. So when they when they got this information, that's when they became even more ruthless, which is not surprising. So they realized they can kill a million people and go to sleep because they know all these souls are going to come back again. But the trick is, what's the sense of killing them if they're going to come back? So what they what they decided to do now, they are going to depopulate. People are going to actually line up for it this time. It's not going to be like how they did it in Germany and all those countries. It's going to be a trick, as I said. It's a set up. People are being set up right as we speak. The economy is collapsing. There's suddenly a virus. The commercials telling you about viruses. The movies in the last 10 years telling you about outbreaks and quarantines. They're telling you what's going to happen. Um, uh-huh. Outbreaks, quarantine. If you watch all the movies, the planet, this, this. So they're telling you what the plan is. They know that set is going to accomplish reducing the population. But the trick is, if Set knows that all these souls are going to jump back in a new body, why, what's the sense of killing them? So the plan is to make this chaos be just to just to create this chaos now to justify the future. Meaning, they allow people to keep bringing babies back. They keep you having ten, five children. Welfare state. Um, um, you have TV shows with nineteen children. This is them making you see why when the future comes. They're going to have a one-child policy for everybody, because what they're planning to do is, after the, as I said, if you don't get, you don't have, to, as I said, the knowledge will prevent you from getting caught up in these situations. But the ignorant ones are going to suffer from these. It's going to happen, as I said. When you predict what Seth's going to do, you shouldn't be surprised. All you have to do is find yourself to not experience it, or you know what's coming. The ancestors will guide you to to not have to go through that. But the ignorant ones who ignore the ancestors will get what they deserve. So what Set is planning to do this time after the reduction happens is it's going to regulate how many souls even come back into bodies. Oh. That one world system is going to only allow a certain number of souls to come back into bodies. So only 3 million children can be born a year. If you have a children out of government permission, you get a fine. You can't bring back a child unless that child is going to have a purpose. Guess why? Because they're going to have machines doing everything, so they don't need that much people here anyway. Uh. Machines are going to be doing a lot for them because, as I said, Seth's job is to perfect life outside of itself. So machines are going to be doing most of the work. You're seeing it right now. People are communicating through machines, texting through machines. You saw the movie Wally. Everybody talks through a screen. Even though somebody's right beside them, they're speaking through the screen. You see the new iPad just came out. It's every, everything that they show you is going to happen. Everybody's going to be on the iPad talking through the screen. There's no stopping what's going to happen. As I said, all you have to do is ask the ancestors for guidance so you can end up where they are or the guidance to not have to come back to experience that type of shit. So if you know they're going to have robots, you know eventually the robots is going to lead to their own self-destruction. Because if you don't use your muscles anymore, you're going to, if people are sitting on hover rounds all the damn day, that which they have planned, it's like you're going to depend on pharmaceutical companies to keep you healthy. Because you're not using your muscles as much. You're depending on technology. You're not using your brain as much. You're not reading books anymore. Every, the teachers, and when you go to school, the, the computer screen or the chalkboard is going to be a computer screen. So once you realize what set purpose is, why would you want to come back to experience all that? Why would you, would you want to see a metal robot tell you to go left or right or something? 
once you understand what the what what the purpose is, it's this purpose that drives set. You need to fulfill your purpose, also. As I said, always go back to people, find yourself, reconnect with your ancestors, and really that's all it that's all it takes to to ascend to the next level. And if you have anything else to ask me, Red Pill. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it's just powerful. Just you know, I'm downloading right now, taking it all in. Um, As I said, this is just a summary. It's not really going in depth because I always I also wanted to get into how much time we have left. Uh, thirteen minutes. Okay. Let me quickly just see this. Wait, wait, before you jump. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, go in. I wanted to quickly sealing um, seal back into um, the purpose of the soul being here. As I said, after after the souls are born in the heavens. Matter of fact, the word heaven. Let me break. As I said, I'm breaking clue, breaking codes here. What's everybody's favorite pet? A quote unquote, probably dogs. Some people exactly. Say. Why is everybody's favorite pet a dog? What's the brightest star in the sky? Serious. And what is the code name for that? The dog star. What's the word for heaven in Medinetra? The word is pet. So the word pet means heaven in our language. So everybody's favorite pet is the dog star. But what does Set do? Set made you focus off the star in the heavens and focus on a pet on earth now. Mm-hmm. Instead of you focusing on a real pet, the pet means heaven, the star, the dog in the heaven, which is the brightest star, which the ancestors revered the most, because it's through that star system where the souls are to reconnect with your other half that's still waiting for you to download the information of life to bring back to it, to bring back to your other half, which is what the ancestors call Osa. When you reach the judgment all of Osa, that's you reconnecting back to your other half with the information you've acquired to become one with Ra. So when you see the, the symbolism of Osa on the throne, it symbolizes you, your soul, reconnecting to its other half. Because if you ever look at this, the Osa, it always looks just like the person that's looking at, at him. Because Osa, you are Osa. You are Heru now in the physical body trying to get back to Osa. Mm. Heru exists in the physical world. Osa exists in the spiritual realm, the higher realms. So mm. every child that is born is Heru. Every female that is born is Heru. Their journey battling between Set and themselves, between the ups and downs in the physical world, is a journey to get back to its other half with the information, with the, the experience of life, and become one with itself, become one with Ra, with, with ancestors, become one with the stars in the heavens. So as I said, Set focuses you off the main star and got you focusing on a pet on earth now, which is the dog, <laughs> which a real pet is a star in the heavens. So that's how I'm just breaking clues to how they reverse everything. Mm. There are stars everybody's focused on now is stars on the screen. When the stars you're really supposed to be focusing on now is the stars in the heavens. The stars that get the awards are called Oscar Awards. Why do you get Oscar Awards? Because Oscar goes back to Osa. Mm -hmm. So the stars on Earth get Osa Awards, basically, for distracting you. That's what they get awards for, to distract the public long enough. You get a new award. You get more money. The more you can distract the public, the more money you gain. The more notes you gain, there's not money. You get more notes. So 
as I said, is misdirection. All these, all this, all this. Actually, the English language is actually more complicated than the ancient language. Every language that came after Medunetra is actually harder. Because how can truth be harder than, than what's fraud? The language we spoke of was truth. Every word we, we put together was truth. So words out of truth has to be harder than the truth itself. And what Ashwa Kwesi broke down the other day with Ma'at, the word for feather in Kemet was shut. Because if you wail the feather through the air, that's the sound you hear. So you get the word shut for a feather and they turn that into truth. Right. As I said, when you go back to the source of everything, what the ancestors broke down for us is all there. If you studied, if you'd, have, if you'd have put it together a long time ago, you realize that the word truth comes from shut, which is feather in Kemet, or medunetcha. Mm -hmm. So as I said, I'm just dropping examples to people just to encourage them to reconnect, disconnect from disillusion, which is the world of set. Set is the world of the illusions. And try to reconnect back to the spiritual and reconnect to the ancestors. Because it's not that hard. Right. It's really not that hard. It's actually a natural state. This is actually harder than reconnecting to the, the spiritual realm. Let me let me ask you because there's a question from the chat room. In terms of what you were saying about, you know, them regulating the amount of children that could come through in a quote unquote very near future. Mm -hmm. Would it be wise for those that do want to act as a portal for those souls to come through now, for them to? you know, get into the act of giving birth or, you know. No, but look, because what you're doing now, you're reacting, you're scared. That, uh, that's not, that set has you again. You can't because, you know, Seth's going to do it. Now you got to have a heart and have a baby. That's still, he still have control of you because of that now. So you got to do what you would naturally do anyway. Do, add knowledge to it now. You can't believe, don't believe me. As I said, I always tell people, I'll, everything I'm saying is bullshit. So don't have to believe me, because I know what I have to know for my ascension. This is my last life. That's why I know what I know. I'm not coming back. After this life, I'm going to become an ancestor. I've lived enough lives. I'm actually tired of falling into flesh. I have too much memories of my past, and I want to hold on to it, because there's nothing here that really impresses me. The only thing I'm concerned about is getting enough work done, just like the ancestors did. The kings, the legacy they left was the artwork and the words. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to leave mm. the words behind and the artwork. Just like, and you guys are helping me. So you're actually contributing. Just like the ancestors, everybody contributed to leave the words behind. So you're helping me put words out there. And I want to do the same thing with my artwork. It's just that these days in the dark ages, nobody contributes anymore. Nobody helps with the artwork. Nobody supports the artists anymore. Mm -hmm. They support movie artists. They support TV that gives them illusions. They support set all day, but the people that are trying to liberate themselves, liberate us now, liberate for the future, they, but it's not surprising. Ooh, ain't that the truth? And it's not surprising. We're in the term of set, so you shouldn't be surprised. Unless you find yourself, you'll realize that when you find yourself, then you'll know who to support, know who to give your energy to, and you'll, you'll be in order because you can't, as I said, to get where the ancestors are, you have to do the same rituals they took to exit. You can't make up your own exit. That's like right. saying Ramisu didn't have to speak Medinetra to leave here. Medinetra is the word of truth. So if you're speaking the words of lie, how can you be where Ramisu is at? 
Mm. You can't get to his level because you're speaking words of lie. You're lying on yourself. The spells you're using against yourself. You didn't study what you're speaking. Exactly. So you can you can go to where the ancestors are if you keep using the languages that they didn't use to get where they are. It's like um, with my grandfather mm-hmm. who just passed. And, yeah, uh, this, this, the show is sponsored by Autonomous Nation of Arts and Scientists, but it's dedicated to our glorious, to the glorious spirit of our grandfather Lloyd Thomas, mm-hmm. who's going to be returning as an ancestor. Exactly. Absolutely. But he did that blew me away that I didn't even know about because he didn't tell us. Was he had a he had a sit down with my mother and her sister last year, and he told them if you because you got to remember my my grand I'm I'm only me and my brother we're only here on this plane we have reincarnated to be who we are only because of who he was. Exactly. That's why I said you choose. That's why I said you choose. The souls choose the vessels before they come. And my mother chose him to come through because she knew what her purpose was. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing this because of her also. He told her, by any means necessary, don't ever bury me in no church. When I die, I do not want a funeral inside of that church because they're going to lock me in and I won't be able to make the transition. No memorial church. Exactly. Said, remember me, celebrate me, cremate me, and spread me over the Saint Cro- the waters of Saint Croix. And I'm gonna go take his ashes over the ocean when when it when it cremate him, and I'm gonna spread it over the ocean so he could basically return to the essence. But he said, by no means whatsoever do you fall for some sympathy and try to put me in the church and have these people lock me in a spell and have me come back as a roach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatever whatever it is that you back as as yeah, a result. Yeah. ritual that they have set up through this Catholic church system when the people pass on. And he said if we had if if we had built temples, if we had succeeded and built temples, then he would have had a procession in the temple. But being at the age that we are in right now, we don't have the temples. He said, no problem. Just do what I say and let me let me get up off of here. Because he said, I, you know, he my, my grandfather was here for 85 years. Yeah. He didn't go out on his knees as no weak man. Up until the day that he went out, he was waking up 6 a.m., his routine, hit the streets. He was a street soldier to the end. Mm. Feel me? Everybody in Harlem knows. Everybody in Harlem knows who he is. I think I've seen him before. I think I've seen him in one of your clips, right? He always always did. He was in a clip. He was in a clip. uh, New clip I'm going to put out. I'm going to have him in it. pictures and all that up. You know what I mean? But, you know. But. We have to honor our ancestors. It's most important, you know what I'm saying, they're going to anchor us at this particular period that we're going through. So even those that haven't made peace with their ancestors and their elders that are alive or for those that have transitioned to higher realms, mm-hmm. take tonight out, you know what I'm saying, and make your peace, man. Make your peace with them. It's so important. It's so imperative. we got two minutes left. I want to remind the people that we have one of our esteemed elders coming on tomorrow. Uh, the master healer, Dr. Sabi, he is bringing a wealth of information to, to build on what has been done tonight, as tonight is building on what's been done on previous nights. So please let us, you know, review this show. You know, like I said, play this show when you're about to go into rest and, you know, you, you don't have the thoughts of what was going on today blocking it out and just let that information seep into 
your consciousness because a lot of information was exchanged tonight. And um, you're really going to have to go back to really appreciate what was dropped on you. All right. All right. So we got a minute left, y'all. Say y'all peace before this thing cuts off. Um, I, w- I would love to thank um, everybody, everybody who had the light to tune in tonight. Um, as I said, it's, it's about life is about perfecting the soul. And as long as you focus on that, you'll get to where you need to be. And um, to end it on a note, I want to bring up a quote by one of my favorite um, MCs, um, Tupac, or a.k.a. Machiavelli. And it's, as I said, it's a question that leads you to the answers, you see. It's the questions you ask that make the ancestors come give you the answer. Usually people give up because they ask the question so long, it's just that you weren't prepared for the answer. You have to keep asking until they come. And one of my favorite lines from Tupac himself is when he said, how the fuck did I end up in prison? 